Worm is a web serial by J.C. McRae, also known as Wildbow. You can read Worm in its original format by visiting parahumans.wordpress.com or donate to Wildbow's Patreon at patreon.com wildbow. This story isn't intended for young or sensitive readers. Readers who are on the lookout for trigger warnings are advised to give Worm a pass. For a complete list, check the description for all of Worm's trigger warnings. Want to hit someone? <laughs> Amen, brother. I love it. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Let's go another episode of our Brockton Bay Book Club, and we are finishing up Arc Five today, uh, concluding this exciting chapter. We really had too much to say, so we had to split it up. Uh, welcome back to everyone listening along with us. We're going to dive right into this. Uh, as always, we're going to get some just initial, immediate reactions. Uh, we're down one of our new time, or our new readers uh, in Taylor. Taylor is out today, but we do still have Kat. So Kat, yeah. hit us with those reactions. Immediately, overall, how are you feeling? Um, this fight was brutal. Mm. Amen. It was graphic. And we met some new characters that we've touched on before, but um, really got to meet. And I really like some of these new new people. Um, I'm hoping to see more of some of them. So, yeah. All right. All right. I couldn't agree more. This is going to be exciting to get into. I think we're going to stick with our format. I know these chapters sort of blend together, but let's sort of keep it a little uh, chronological here. So, uh, Hannah, do you have some uh, summaries for us. Yes, I do. Uh, so we're starting here with 5.5, um, the second half of the arc, with um, preparation for this kind of conglomerational group effort uh, of the raid uh, of the ABB warehouse. So we're kind of seeing a, a little mix of the groups here and uh, some interesting mashups. All right. Yeah, this was kind of a fun a fun intro to some new faces that we haven't seen before and some faces that we saw briefly at the beginning of the arc that we're now seeing again. So did any, uh, any kind of any, anything stand out here? I, I think it's interesting just um, the work that the undersiders put into um, planning, not just their own side of things, but also, uh, or sorry, not just planning with the group, but also planning their own side of things and making sure Hey, if if X happens, we need to be prepared for Y, um, and this is how we're going to code everything so we can talk to each other. I, I just think that's kind of cool to see Tattletail, of course, thinking through everything, right? Um, as she mm-hmm. does. 
leading over from sort of the last chapter, uh, Taylor's power is stronger today. Why? Who knows? <laughs> Don't be alarmed. <laughs> maybe a maybe a conk on the head will do you some good, or some real anger. Maybe a real <laughs> fucked upness. <laughs> maybe like a second wave of a event. Mm. I I do like the the sort of tie in that Taylor has with how how powerful her power is, uh, and and her like current emotional state. Like she's obviously coming right off of this brutal confrontation at the school. Nothing went her way. She's angry. She's mad. And like as a result of that, her power is just sort of manifesting a bit stronger with that. And I can't remember up until this point. I don't think we've seen like a correlation between a uh, cape's power and like their emotions or their anger or frustration or anything like that. So it's kind of unique. I still think this is going to tie back to Danny somehow. <laughs> I think there is something genetic emotionally that she's going to learn about when she finally reveals that she's a cape to her dad. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. And her dad finally reveals that he is in fact defiant. <laughs> they both have <laughs> secret identities they've been keeping from each other. It just goes who? We'll see. Save it for the <laughs> save it for the the predictions at the end here. You never know. All right. What what else we got? What's after this? What's our what's our next little breakdown? Like I said, I know these chapters are going to kind of blend together as we get into the fight here. Yeah. Um I'll um I'll kind of Combine six, seven, and and uh, I guess six, seven, eight, and nine. I guess which is the the main fight section. Mm-hmm. We have uh, five point six um, attack planning, the beginning of the raid. Uh, surprise! Uh, Oni Lee and Lung are there. Huzzah! We love that. <laughs> so fucking terrifying. Um, <laughs> the the fight uh, with Oni Lee is uh, five point seven. And we kind of get to see Oni Lee, a little bit more of his powers there. Uh, 5.8, we have going into the warehouse, um, trying to get Neuter out and finding Lung. <laughs> Delightful. Uh, and 5.9, we have the uh, the Empire 88 fight with Lung. Um, Sundancer makes a little sun, and Kaiser stabs Lung, uh, which is very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> but Lung, as we know, being the strong boy that he is, gets back up and uh, Skitter is able to put him down and like put him down for good. Um, and uh, I guess I guess I'll also just tie in five point ten there, which uh, uh, <laughs> just the phrase "you carved out his eyes" and uh, talking <laughs> with Bitch, getting a little bit more information uh, about Bitch and uh, Taylor's kind of little relationship thing happening there. Yeah, good stuff. Going all the way back, uh, just kicking this off, bitch, you know, after we saw, you know, Taylor all the way back at the shop, like reaching out and being like, hey, trying to make headway with bitch. She like in turn has a conversation. I think it's, is it here where she has the conversation with Lisa or is it, is it later? I forget. Uh, I think that later. About yeah, yeah, yeah. bitch, yeah, later. That's five point. Okay, it's later. Well, you know, it ties and, into this section where bitch actually reaches out to Taylor in this section and asks about what basically what happened 
Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, the bonding moment that's kind of uh, a good return after, you know, the one we had at the beginning of the chapter or the beginning of the arc. Um, and then, of course, you know, there, there's this like weird bonding moment between them. Uh, and then they go in and, you know, Bitch has got a flex on Kaiser, which is fantastic. Uh, and, you know, the first time we kind of see these these dogs I know we talked about last time that we've seen them before change, but I feel like every time we see the dogs change through bitches powers, like we are more exposed uh, to what is going on and the different stages. And this time feels like start to finish. We finally got to see her put a hand on a dog, take them from you know small to big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, we, we kind of jumped over it in 5.5. 5. Um, who did Taylor have a conversation with? Or was that in 5-6? Oh, with Neuter. Um, in 5-5 five, five or 5-6, five, I can't remember which part it was. I really liked her conversation with Neuter. I know it's it was five, like... 5-6, I'm pretty sure. 5-6, yeah. yeah. yeah they are talking about planning and uh, just getting everything, you know, thinking mm-hmm. through how they're going to do everything. I, I don't know. I just really liked that conversation. I thought um, you get kind of another character's insight into the world of superheroes and especially for a character like neuter who has had some negative effects of his powers at least you know to his appearance um i don't know it's just i just thought that was a really interesting conversation i really enjoyed that you've got you know not only do you have him because he is immensely interesting uh but also you've got like sundancer and the travelers um, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. who it was. Talk also, about the fair drama, Sundancer and the Travelers. Yes, yeah, it's a fun group because yeah, you have Neuter, Sundancer, Kaiser, <laughs> and then yeah. and Bitch, along with Taylor, of course. And so, oh, and and Fenya and Menya, and yeah, Fenya and Menya, they're just arm candy, as we yes. shall soon see. As he calls them, the girls. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I cannot, I cannot with him. Kaiser, Kaiser, please calm down. Please, please. Yeah, I uh, something I, I really like seeing is the way that other groups operate and uh, kind of having this little mashup here of uh, a couple different groups being put together, seeing the way that they they kind of are forced to interact. Like, I love the little uh, <laughs> where Kaiser is like, all right, we're doing this. And uh, and Bitch is like, well, we're not doing that. And Taylor's like, we're not splitting the party. Can we please just focus? And Kaiser's already gone. He's already walking away. <laughs> yep. He's like, well, fuck you. I'm I'm yeah. going to go do my thing. Oh, oh, we can't forget. I'm going to do what I want. I, yeah, I'm going to do what I want. Um, we can't forget. Also with this party, because they're so forgettable, but so important, we also have the two uh, soldiers. Yes, uh, from Coils. Coils. These, Coils like, sniper mm. soldiers that are just like... So, so can we just acknowledge <laughs> real quick the caller and the waka baller? Yeah. Since, you, since you brought it up, we have to acknowledge that th- 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 these are the true protagonists of the story. Yeah. The, the soldiers. I mean, these just talk about norm, normal guys. These oh normies. My, gosh. I, my God. I love their inclusion in the story because it's such, I mean, talk about overdone tropes of like, Oh, uh, you know, the, the, the red shirts or the stormtroopers or, yeah. you know, whoever unnamed mm, sniper number mm. four is who, yeah. you know, gets blasted the first time they go through the door immediately. 
And here we have two well-armed, well-equipped, uh, you know, guys with no visible powers that we're aware of. I, uh, I, don't, I don't like only as a spoiler to say there's no, they don't have any powers, but holding their own in this fight the entire time. Like what a fun, what a fun spin on that trope. And it's, and it's really so being being crucial to the fight too. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. One of the, like uh, they saved Oni Lee's life or not. Only, they saved Neuter's life in a couple different yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. Like Multiple just, times. yeah, just incredible. Um, I mean, just seeing them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was just going to say they, they are the reason that, that Oni Lee bolted. Like yeah. because of Taylor being able to sense where he was, be able to call it out and them take the shot, bitch, be able to stick her dogs on him. Like because of them, they were an integral part of getting O'Neilly to just have to run away because he was, he, you know, his shin was snapped at one point. Like Jesus. Oh, God. Like yeah, this guy poor- gets dragged <laughs> off a building. He do- Like three <laughs> buildings. And then because of, um, because of, Oh shoot! Who is it? Who has? Oh, labyrinth! Can't forget about labyrinth. Yeah. We keep forgetting about groups, oh, yeah. people yeah, in this group. Yeah. So there's, Maybe, there's, it's such a bigger group than I anticipated. Yeah, yeah. Because it's labyrinth and neuter. Just to go through the groups, mm-hmm. it's labyrinth yeah. and neuter yeah. from Fault Lines crew, Skitter and right. Bitch from the Undersiders, Kaiser, right. Finya, and Minya from Empire eighty eight, and mm-hmm. Sundancer from the Travelers. Right. Correct. And, and then yep. soldiers yep. from Coil. Yes. So yeah. Don't forget about the soldiers. So how <laughs> many is that? Is that 12? Two, four, six, uh, nine, ten, ten. I think it's ten. Ten sounds right. Did we count Kaiser and Fenya and Menya in that? I, I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the point, point being, point we're being, proving that a, we're all, we're all like English majors. We're not math people. <laughs> so, okay, so we've got Kaiser, Finya, and Minya. That's three. Skitter uh-huh. and Bitch is five. Sundancer right. is six. Labyrinth and Neuter makes eight. The two soldiers makes ten. Okay, yes. yeah. So ten. And we're not missing anybody else that we're going to remember <laughs> at a, <laughs> at a later, later at a later date. What about... Oh Brutus, Judas, and Angelica. Brutus, Judas, and Angelica. That would be thirteen. Lucky Fair. number thirteen. There. They always come in so handy. Significant pieces of the fight. <laughs> they are. <laughs> right? Absolutely. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, Kaiser's got his bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Kaiser's bitches and bitches, bitches. Which question mark? Speaking of bitch and Kaiser, though, I did really enjoy. Uh, Bitch's little power play where like Kaiser's like, all right, everybody, here's what we're going to do. And then she just like gets up on the dog. We, I think we already talked about it, but just <laughs> yeah. again, it's just great. It's a great it's, moment. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a good moment. Yeah. And before we pop off of the soldiers, I do just have to say, and this just is a testament to the way I love how Wild Bo writes characters because those guys feel so alive. Like think about the situation. Like we know Coyle funds his guys and he's loaded. So we imagine these guys are getting paid pretty well. But you've got to be like half nuts to walk into these types of fights just wearing body armor with guns. And then like at the end of the fight too, when Taylor's like, hey, do you guys need some help? You know, you're busted up pretty good. We, we got some healers. They're like, nah, we're fine. We're going to yeah. hitchhike it back. You know, like they're just, they're just, I don't like who, who are these guys? <laughs> who does yeah, no. that? It's just the absolute like, uh, uh, all right, all right, damn, I guess. Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes to show like, it, unless you're in a world where like magically everybody has like enough invulnerability to be impervious to bullets, 
which is not this world, clearly, a, a, a well-placed sniper would destroy so many villains and heroes. That, oh, that yeah. is true. Yeah. I, I think that is a good point to make, absolutely. Um, where, yeah, like these guys, they're clearly very well-trained, specifically for taking out superheroes. And yeah. I think that that yeah. is a good point to make, that these guys... Yeah, they're not just like they're not just soldiers. They're specifically hired to kill superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that does feel yeah. important. I'd agree. Yeah. Speaking of people that we need to kill, Oni Lee. <laughs> oh my god! What what oh. a cool power! Cool what indeed, a cool but annoying superpower. as fuck. Oh, like, super oh annoying. He's a little bitch boy for sure. No, that fight is is. So fun to read. I enjoyed it. I remembered that part of this fight from the last time when I read it the, fir- the first time. And reading it again was like just so fun. The way he's just hopping around everywhere. And the fact that like when he teleports the shadow, there's like no, there's no uh, visual cue that, the tele- that he's teleported mm, mm, until yeah, after the yeah. shadow disappears, which is just like makes, horrifying. It makes like a smoke screen as well. Like, he teleported to the snipers, popped over a few times, or popped yes. a few clones, right. and then teleports away, and it's mm-hmm. like he was never there. Um, and that's just really yeah. cool. Yeah. He leaves like the little ash cloud. Yeah, well, he leaves the ash cloud, it, and they it, can't see it. It's a 10-foot yeah. cloud every time one of his clones dissipates. So if you have wow. four, four clones that are surrounding you know, our, our soldier boys up on top of the <laughs> roof... That's like mm-hmm. a, an equivalent of a 40-foot cloud of smoke that they are now going to have to wait until it passes to be able to, like, see enough to shoot through. Like, that was such a smart move. I loved that. That was, it was a, something I really love is, like, you don't necessarily, well, of course, Onile has a very cool power, but, like, the idea of utilizing your power in weird or new ways to be like, mm-hmm. okay, so, yeah, sure, I can blip in and out all over the place, but being able to use your doubles as like a smoke screen like that is so cool and it's so unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we've seen the teleporting power, you know, a bazillion times. We've seen the, uh, the, the night crawler, you know, uh, the, exactly. what was that other movie? Not loop jumper, you know, and that's kind of a cool power on its own, but then adding the like clone that kind of acts on its own for a few seconds before it dissipates. Ooh, yeah, you yeah. get real fun with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a really neat neat idea for a superpower, and the way he uses it too, like he gets Taylor in a in a, like a I think she says like a messy chokehold, and then I mean he's about to kill her, and he would have had someone else not stepped in. So the ability to not just teleport away from danger, but yeah, to use those clones in creative ways like that, where it's like I'm going to teleport behind you, hold you teleport away, but my clone's going to hold you for 10 seconds, and that's enough time to kill you. Like, that's just really, that's really neat and scary. I forget if if that's the part where, like, he throws the knife and it sticks, it catches in her lens. Like, she gets hit in the head with something. She thinks she didn't get hit. Like, uh, she got hit with, like, maybe the handle or something, but then she opens her eyes, and, like, the tip of the knife is stuck in the lens of her mask. I think so. Cause I think, um, I think one of bitches dogs jumps in and then he jumps away and throws the knife, um, yeah. or something like that. Like that. Yeah. It yeah. kind of makes me wonder 
when you're controlling, like, I think about this with Taylor. She has a moment where she's considering that her bugs could just like start. I think it's when she's commands them to like grab the money off the table in the warehouse of like, they'll just do the command. She doesn't have to think of like, okay, these bugs push this, these bugs collect it, these bugs do this. In the same way that like, I wonder if his power, Onili's power is very much where he doesn't necessarily have to think about what the clones are doing. They're just going to continue the operation that they were last, Mm -hmm. I guess, doing. So in the sense of like, grabbing somebody or holding a knife to their throat or something like that. Or if it's a very distinct and separate, you know, like could Mm -hmm. the clones react or would they, I I, I don't know exactly. I'm just, I think it's interesting to think about how with powers like that, your brain has to adapt and how does your power adapt to your brain? I mean, we've already kind of seen, uh, in regards to this, you know, Oni Lee is not, if we, we compare him to his power, he's not kind, like he's not a direct confrontation person unless he, you know, is on the offensive. Um, yeah. As soon as he, you know, push comes to shove, he is kind of a little bitch. And if we think about what could cause a trigger event to give somebody the ability to leave a part of themselves there, but disappear mm-hmm. so that they can run away, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, not to make judgments about the man, but it's kind of a cowardly power, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You know, right. something that obviously would be important to get yourself out of danger, especially if, imagine you got that as like a little kid and you needed to disappear from your abusive household or something. But yeah. like... Well, how much it's, how much your power is tied power. it is how much your power is tied to like personality though cuz that hasn't really been established as a thing um cuz yeah. like Taylor's power is controlling tiny bugs I'm not sure that I would connect that to her trigger we event about that that when during her trigger yeah. event with her trigger event, okay. she's yeah. There are bugs in the locker, and she can kind oh, of like as she's right, because it's collected right. all this disgustingness, and the bugs have collected too. It, it makes me right. think because something with this is that like because we only know two people's or potentially with Glory Girl three people's trigger events. Like, it, how, how many? How many more? How much more insight are we going to get to people because we learn about their backstory? We learn about their trigger event. And we go, oh, oh my gosh, your power now makes perfect sense because this was your upbringing or this was your trigger event or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I I do, you know, having read the book before, I do remember a couple of things. And it it's, it's, it's so interesting to me to think about, like, what can spawn a, uh, you know, a power that exists the way it does. Like with Neuter, having you know, like, like poison skin, basically, mm-hmm. like a toxin <laughs> and blue skin and oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Blue hair, although it orange says he skin. dyes it and orange skin and blue eyes. Like, that's so weird. Like what determines that your power is going to physically alter you, not just mentally alter you? Yeah. Mm. And I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll come back to that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's fun to think about, especially as we like like 
Alan, I think that's a really fun sort of thought experiment with a lot of these characters too, in terms of trying to figure out why they got the the power that they did. Speaking of uh, powers that they got, uh, Taylor really we you know we mentioned Taylor's in the zone today. Doesn't know why. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that she's getting super bullied at school. Oh, nothing at all. Um, Gosh, but yes. she does a couple things. Not you know, not only like you said, are they her bugs kind of going off of just a general will that she has, not even like conscious thought, just like man, I wish that money was there. Like, and then they just do it. Um, but she 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 takes her power and she uh, makes them into the shape of people. Ooh, yes. Um, she starts forming human shapes out of bugs, um, and and she's just you know. Like she mentions a few times, like her power feels like it's got a bigger range. She's having to, she's not having to actively think about it. She is in the bug zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of like that you know, in the bug zone. Uh, and because of the, you know, the situations that she's having to go through, she's developed sort of, you know, what we call like a, a new power. Um, it's not really a power so much as like, you know, when Spider-Man figures out how to use, like turn his webs into like a hang glider, you're like, oh, that's something that's going to be useful forever now. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, he's able to make bug people. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, bug yeah. clones, if yeah. you will. It felt very, uh, it felt very anime to me, <laughs> where it's like, oh, you know, just train harder, <laughs> train harder, and your uh, and your power evolves a bit. Uh, yeah. Where you know she's she's been she's been going out, she's been flexing her power, she's been doing work, and 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 she's getting rewarded for it. <laughs> she gets more range, she gets more ideas. So yeah, it's fun to see how that kind of evolves a little bit. Something I, I like that we're getting to know about um, the capes in Brockton Bay is we're start because we know what people can do. If you see a power, but you don't necessarily see the cape behind it, you can make an educated guess about what cape it is. And, and I have to say when, when um, there's a, there's a, a part where I think it's just Taylor and bitch, but they're running and all of a sudden, like the ground is kind of disappearing. There's like, you know, the, basically everything is becoming really weird. I had this thought where I was like, what the fuck is Vista doing here? Like, why is Vista all of a sudden in the middle of this thing? Because I was like, oh, yeah, that's what Vista does. She, like, shapes and restretches and kind mm-hmm. of folds the environment around her to to make it harder to, you know, go wherever you need to go. And I'm, I'm kind of in this moment where I'm like, okay, Vista is so random. I remember Vista being part of this fight. Like, that's, what the heck? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's Labyrinth. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's so interesting. Like, okay, okay. And I love that, like, my brain is already making those connections of, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's got to be Vista because we know Vista. But, like, I, I love that already because, you know, capes come and go. But, like, the ones that live in Brockton Bay, regardless of whether they're heroes or villains, like, we're going to see them over and over and over again. And knowing what people can do and anticipating their... Uh, like how they can help in a fight or what they can do is really exciting. And even though I was I was wrong for a second there because I thought it was Vista, like <laughs> it's exciting to think about how future fights like this, because we know, like because we know Lung is how he is, we're anticipating what he's going to do or how Taylor is going to have to change up the way she fights him because 
of what we already know about his power. And that mm-hmm. just makes me mm-hmm. so excited about like all the upcoming, you know, big fights and, you know, seeing these mashups of powers and play off of each other and like seeing, okay, so we've seen these two capes before, but let's see them fight in totally new ways now because they're up against different opponents, basically. I just uh, loved it. I think I mistake Vista for Labyrinth um, every single time I read. It's, <laughs> it's just, I th- like, yeah, it's just real bad. Labyrinth yeah, well, is nonverbal, right? I know, yeah, I know, yeah. but my, like, I don't know what it is about this time, but this is the first time I've read this series and finally separated the two in my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, um, speaking of interesting powers and the way that people use them and learn how to use them. I do really like how, um, like you, you take someone like neuter, like we mentioned who his power is kind of a, that's a bit of a weakness in a way. Like who wants mm-hmm. to be the guy who nobody can touch, you know? Um, but you take that power and the way he uses it to turning his bodily fluids into psychedelic medicine, which is just, gross in a in the best way um i I just i kind of love that and it's like you just see him he's kind of jumping around from person to person and just i just imagine sticking his finger in their mouth like i i can't imagine (laughs) anything but that of him just like yeah yeah no he's he jumps on your face sticks his finger in your mouth and then you have the best dream you've ever had in your life, you know? <laughs> Maybe he just gives it's him a great. super wet willy. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Maybe it doesn't have to exactly. be the mouth. Maybe it's any hole, you know? Well, just, it's, it's his uh, skin though, right? His like saliva. Yeah, yeah. So technically he, just, he wouldn't even He just even wipes his to... finger under your nose, just like yeah. under <laughs> your nose. <laughs> and it... <laughs> He like flicks a booger at you. <laughs> oh, man. Hoxalugi, and all of a sudden no you're crap. like off in dreamland. <laughs> Nitter's like the definition of, of making the most out of a bad situation. Exactly. Like he, was, exactly. he was dealt... As far as we know, dealt a nice hand. Yeah, until we get to the interlude, at least he's dealt the worst hand we've seen. And then, but still, he's like he's really positive. He's really optimistic. He's having a good time. Like he's just kind Mm. of enjoying life, which is very happy go lucky. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of a fun comparison or contrast. Love to see a guy who's just having a good time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And like I think Taylor says, she she makes a comment like, "Oh, underneath the like weird orange skin and the blue hair and the blue eyes and the tail, like he's a really good looking dude." And like I I always I I think about this with because I'm I'm a smut reader myself, so like I'm always like, (laughs) "Oh, we got some sexy scenes going on," Uh, but like the I mean. Taylor's in high school, so but she this and thought. So of is like, neuter, keep that in mind. And so is neuter, yeah. These are children, <laughs> these are fucking children. Uh but mm. but kind of that thought of like she she sees that there's a good looking guy, even past the the weird outward appearance there. Mm-hmm. But like, how do you have a relationship with anyone when your skin to skin contact is causes them to crazily hallucinate and go on a weird acid trip? Like it makes me right. wonder, especially with the interlude, which we'll talk about later, of course, um, is very much of the the thought of how lonely it must be, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Where having yeah. a power like that, 
that completely transforms your life. Taylor, Taylor can hide what she, what she can do. It's very easy for her to hide it. But someone like Gregor or like Neuter, being able to hide that is impossible. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I like about that conversation with Neuter too, is where he's like, you know, sometimes your powers, they just kind of mess you up, you know? And he says that like Taylor understands, like she too is messed up in some way. But I love later when she like checks in on herself, she's like, tattletale. Is there anything wrong with me? Like, just, <laughs> just let me am know. Am I broken? Like, am I broken in some way? And Tattletale <laughs> says no, but we, I mean, Tattletale's not omniscient, right? So it's kind of this idea no. of like, I mean, and trauma, trauma liar. affects people, if nothing else. And a known liar. I was liar, about yeah. to say, she, um, she tends to keep her cards pretty close to her chest. And like, yeah. if, if there was something wrong with Taylor, like, would she say? I don't right. Think she would. Because, because she explains why she doesn't say what they would say to to bitch or to Rachel. Exactly. If, yeah. Um, you know, like why would they tell her? So it's kind of the same mm-hmm. thing where it's like, oh, this is really interesting. And you start to wonder, again, this is kind of an English teacher thing, but whenever you have a first person story, you always have to ask, is this narrator reliable? And mm. we already kind of know that Taylor, not that she's unreliable, but she does things without realizing it. Like when she hit um Emma, she's like, I mm-hmm. hit her. I didn't even know I did. Um, and so it's just, it's just that whole conversation is so interesting to me. That part, um, where you see, yeah, these, these people got the short end of the stick, you know? Um, and that's just the way it is. I think it was in our first episode when I think Kat, I think it was you that mentioned the idea of uh, Taylor being an unreliable narrator. And I have been reading with that mindset this entire time. And it really does sort of change the way you'll read these conversations and interactions in terms of just kind of keeping everything in that context and framework, which um, is absolutely true, (laughs) which is just, it just makes for a lot of, a lot of, a lot of really fun sort of reading into these, into these moments, into these conversations. Perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's jump over from Oni Lee and Neuter to the villain of the hour. As I think it's right, it's the next chapter Long's where Long's got yeah. wings. Long's yeah. got wings. He's a dragon. <laughs> dragon. And I like how she's like, not like feathery wings, you know. Well, she says yeah. she says not like a bat wings with fur, but like with scales and like a membrane in between. And I'm like, it's just oh, a fucking gee. dragon. What could it oh my be? God. <laughs> wow. Jeez. It's sort of a giant worm but like not worm with an o like a worm with a y uh, uh, y. You know, it's, it's, um you know it's like you know the okay, bane hot, of saint george take. or something hot take the alaskan bull worm and i got a i got a hot take for you guys all right let's hear it i'm, I'm ready for a hot take let's go dragon mythology doesn't exist in this earth Ooh, that's why taylor doesn't know what a dragon is except We've already had her describe his oriental dragon tattoo. Uh, yeah, and uh, also... Right. Oriental also dragon, in... not European dragon. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, could, I could get with it. So yeah. you're saying oriental dragon like Shang-Chi, Raya, like, like the long, last... Long worm-like dragon. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. But maybe, okay. maybe no, maybe no. Um, okay. I don't, I don't I, know. That's, that's true. No, I like no, it. No, I like no, 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 no. It's Nick, a good, it's a good, a hot it's a good thought. That is a. I, I, I like, I like the thought. 
as a hot take for now, you and I both know that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, she, would hush. she wouldn't feel the need to differentiate Oriental Dragon. No, I know. I know. I'm I'm just I'm just joshing. I'm Josh. Yeah, a fun one. Yeah. It's a good, good, fun idea. That is a, that is a good thought, though. But also, yeah. wow, that would yeah, have yeah. made for some crazy movie rentals from Earth Aleph once they find out. <laughs> <him. For real? laughs> the fuck are their dragons? For yeah. real? <laughs> uh, um, man. Some, something I kind of want to touch on really quick before we jump into Lung is there's so we have the big Oni Lee fight. We have the them in the warehouse. Uh, trying to figure out neuter and like pulling him out and you know, the whole like find gloves, find plastic, find anything. So we don't have to touch his skin and all, you know, be on our asses, but there's the, there's kind of this like exchange between Taylor and Sundancer where Sundancer is like questioning everything that Taylor is doing. Like she's just like, well, get gloves. Like, Oh, why? Like, well, because we can't touch him. Like, okay. Like, okay, well, mm-hmm. let's find, you know, purses. Like, well, why? Like, because we don't have bandages. Like, the kind of this interesting, which, I mean, we, we, we see more later with Sundancer, but, like, a very young innocence with Sundancer. Or, like, you know, when, when a kid asks you, well, well, why? Okay, well, why? Mm-hmm. And why? And Why? It's like I just I don't have I'm trying to save. No wonder the right travelers now. have problems. You're one of them, Sundancer. <laughs> I think it just shows that um, Taylor kind of has an instinct for this. Like she's very mm. intelligent. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Her bugs by themselves, yes, there's a lot of poisonous bugs out there, venomous bugs, but by itself, her power is not strong. Compared to the likes of Lung and Bitch and many others, because they mm-hmm. have such firepower, like big, lots of damage, you know, can be right. done in one go. They don't have to think about their power, right? They can, like, they don't mm-hmm. have to think about what to do with it. Whereas she has to really think about what to do with her power and then also think about what to do in these situations. Like she's been preparing for being a superhero this whole time. And with that, she took the first aid class and she's been, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. really like paying off for her. And you could tell like as much time as she spent alone, kind of going through these scenarios, probably in her head. I know I'm not the only one that kind of makes up, disaster scenarios in my head while I'm driving home from work and kind of dissociate the whole time. Um, yeah. And what would I do if I, you know, I get into a car accident or I see a car accident, would I, you know, all of that. Right. I just feel right. like she's so intelligent. She handles all of these situations very well. And like, she has a handle on like what to do next before anybody else in the room is even thinking that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, doesn't just play out with her like her aid response, but it's also her strategy. We see that with Oni, Oni Lee. Yes, she noticed yes. the bugs were teleporting with him, and she's you know same thing with um, Lung. As we see, as we get further in their fight, and how she actually ends up taking him down. It's mm-hmm. not her bugs that defeated Lung. It's her 
intelligence that defeated Lung. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. my rant. Very much so. Yeah, no, yeah. Very I cool. Agree. Very good thoughts. Also, with that fight too, let's just talk about cocky ass Kaiser. For oh, a second. oh my <laughs> god, Jesus! <laughs> Which it's uh, such a. It's so telling for the fight, just how everything's going to go down because Kaiser and Lung have this, you know, walk in strut off against each other until Lung spots Skitter. And then he's like, I don't give a fuck about white boy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, very much so. Yeah. It it sets it up like this is going to be a great showdown, but it's not even close. (laughs) And Lung is just done having fun once, once Taylor enters the room. And uh, yeah, what a what a throwdown! What a what a beatdown! How does he end up? Does he just? Is it just him throwing him against the wall? Is that all he so, does? So I've got I've got kind of the play by play here. Oh, We've got Lung kicking the ass of the dogs, which yeah. you know leaves mm-hmm. one of them with a missing eye, uh, yeah. one eyed Brutus. No, oh, oh no! I think Oni Lee did that. Oni Lee did, did that. Did Oni Lee do that? Yeah, Tony Lee jumped on Brutus and stabbed it in the eye. You're right, you're right. He kicks the ass of the dogs, which, by the way, have been running just absolutely rampant over, like, brute heroes. So, like, Mm -hmm. the fact that Lung just destroys them here is telling of, like, why you have to have a bunch of people go after him. Uh, Kaiser brings it down with the ceiling spear. You know, that's just... (laughs) Ooh. And then Kaiser, you know, uh, uh, blocks Lung's flames only for Lung to come out the other side and just, you know, throw him into the wall. And that's kind of what puts an end to it for a second up until, you know, he's like spearing him from like 10 different ways. Uh, he just, but he can't stop Lung. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, Lung stabs one of the two Finya or Minya. Um, oh, yeah, very interchangeable, uh, with, really. With his what, like foot long nails is like fingernails. Yeah, claws? he like puts his hand into like Jeez. a like a like a freaking stabby stab. Ear, yeah, a speary. I don't know. I'm making the motion sitting here at my desk like a freaking idiot. But like, <laughs> like he basically makes like a karate chop motion with like your all your fingers together, your palm flat, and just uses it as a blade to just shrink right through her. Like, oh my god, uh, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> well, and and really, you know, so we we heard from Taylor that in her research, Lung gets stronger the longer he fights. But we didn't see that in her fight with him because he got knocked out so quick. This mm-hmm. yeah. is just such an a powerful example of that. Of like, okay, now I know what it means that he gets stronger the more he fights. Like, that is really scary what that means in practice now. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. a cool, um, just kind of a cool illustration of the power because we didn't really get to see that before. So. Yeah. Yeah. Got to take him out quick. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Thankfully, they have a heavy hitter on the team who finally (laughs) decided to do something. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> at the end. Oh, oh my gosh, Sundancer. I didn't think I hated Sundancer this much while I was reading it, but <laughs> just on this podcast, y'all have brought it out of me. <laughs> Sundancer's... Jeez. Uh, she has such a cool power. <laughs> it's like... And I get well, I being think, hesitant. 
with you know how it's it's a miniature sun. Like yeah. mm-hmm. Jesus. But but still, like come the radiation. on. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> That's yeah, the, no, is I'd, that the real the real power? Is you just all get cancer? <laughs> you just all get cancer. Oh my god! <laughs> Instant it's sunburn. Like, oh man, there's that that yeah. famous clip from the Harley Quinn show where it's like, "What'd you shoot me with?" And the other guy's like, "Oh no, Todd, it's the cancer ray." <laughs> He's like, "Harley Quinn, you gave me fucking cancer." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of exactly um, exactly. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it, it melts the asphalt. Like, yeah. we're we're not talking about the heat that's coming off of lung here. We're not talking yeah. about breathing fire. We're not talking about a ball of flame. We are talking about shit that is turning the asphalt to tar. Like, we, oh my god. Yeah, this isn't like I cast fireball into the room. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is <laughs> I I melt the room. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's an insane a amount of heat. star. Like, yeah, if like, anything, it's more closer to a, a burning star of in yeah. the j- j- Oh my god! Yeah, Ugh. yeah. But then, so I, I kind of get why she's hesitant because it is this feeling of like, yeah, are you sure? <laughs> so like this. Yep. This is like my big. This is like when you have a spell in D anD D, and you're like, look, I, it, this is my one five level spell. I'm I, we don't use this unless we absolutely need to and a lot of people are going to get hurt. So like if you want me to do this, sure, fine, here we go, but like you better fucking run because if you do not want to get caught in this, like you will get melted like a mm-hmm. obstacle on a hot day. <laughs> exactly. But uh, you know, to end it off, Taylor of course confronting the big bully that Long is and kind of being a little Oof. like I don't know Really confident in herself so as confident. compared to their Jesus. compared to their last run in, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, just don't don't underestimate me. Gets the cockroach yeah, in the eye. Let's fucking oh, go. That was good, man. Talk about people utilizing their powers in ways that is incredibly creative. Like that was so cool. I was reading it and I was like. Wait, what'd she do? Wait, what'd she do? Wait, wait, he's down? What happened? What'd she do? Because I was like, it's such a good thought. And I honestly, I don't think I would have had the four. And I consider my left. I'm a pretty smart cookie. But like, I do not (laughs) foresee myself, should I have had Taylor's powers, to foresee that as being an issue and being like, yeah, let me real quick just slurp up some of that toxin onto some of my, on a caterpillar and then have my cockroach carry around a caterpillar soaked in toxin to shove yeah. it up or whatever it was. Like, geez, Louise, that takes an immense amount of foresight. Well, I think it's not, it's not just foresight. I don't even know if it's, I, I don't think it's foresight. I think that it is, Taylor's, if we're going to talk about, because we're going to talk about brains and how they get rewired with powers in a second. I think Taylor thinks like an insect. And when we read her, we are getting a fraction of the amount of things that she is multitasking at the moment. I don't think this was a, uh, a, a foresight on her behalf. I think this was one of 10 different things that were going on simultaneously. Mm, yeah. And we can't, we can't read. 10 different things at once. So we get, we get the Taylor version of it. No, I do like right. that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Interesting. Cause no, nowhere in her running around and not trying to get killed, you know, are we, are we let into that? 
Um, you know, we we're barely let into the fact that she's like gathering up all this money and stuff like that. Um, and, and she is very much like she's multitasking. Hey, we got to do this. Hey, we got to manage that. Hey, we got to get neuter patched up. Like she's doing, you know, five things that we see and 10 things that we don't kind Mm of. Um, and it's not, it's not even just cause it's not even just like the idea she has to, to dip the bug in, in, in neuters, uh, blood toxin. or whatever it was yeah toxin, toxin whatever it is um, <laughs> but it's like dip the bug but also have the other bugs to fly that bug over and it's like it's like a whole operation of just bugs each with a different part like a different role in the whole thing as she's fighting like herself it's yeah it's an insane amount of just of uh of sort of this like almost limited omniscience she has right where just her consciousness is present in her her area in all of these bugs Mm -hmm. which is yeah just just such a fascinating concept such a cool element of her power which brings us to of course our favorite reoccurring segment on this podcast what the fuck taylor (laughs) what the The eyes the eyes i go for the eyes boo I (laughs) i thought she was gonna do something else like that kind of that moment of realization of like okay well he is going to grow shit back, I guess. So what are we going to go for? I thought she was going to go for the hands, maybe. Like, honestly, oh. <laughs> that was that was my first thought, is the hands. But, like, the eyes. Oh, my God. Like, I wanted to sit there and pop some out, shit. too. She I says the him. second one was easier. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Taylor. What the what fuck, Taylor? Taylor? holds them in her hand is like, ooh, look at those. And of course, you know what? I'll give it to Sundancer. Sundancer has the appropriate reaction. Just like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And like she reaches, like Taylor reaches over to like help Sundancer up and Sundancer gives it to someone. Like, I'm not taking your hand. And she looks down. She's like, oh, I'm covered in blood. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry about the eye juices. Let me me help you with that. I wanted her to cut off his dick again though. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god uh, you no. thought <laughs> two orbs lay in her hand yeah. no stop it Gross. I do love I love before she does that though her call to tattletale just to sort of get the confirmation yeah uh, she's. I mean is, she's not a total yeah. monster you know yeah, she's gotta make sure she's not just gonna yeah, like apparently. rip this man's <laughs> eyes out and be like oh actually no just kidding that maimed him forever and that's never going back yeah but also the trust. What I like about that conversation is the trust that she places in in Tattletale, despite yeah. Tattletale having shown lapses of her in her power. Yes. Taylor's still like hundred percent. I know you're not going to intentionally deceive me with anything, which is a really yeah. cool sort of subtle bonding moment that they have there. Yeah, I think so too. That's something we've talked about on uh, like two episodes ago of the fact that like Tattletale has fucked up multiple times and has asked Taylor to not share it with the rest Mm -hmm. of the group. So like if anybody knows that Tattletale can be wrong, it's Taylor. Taylor knows. And and she still puts that amount of trust in into to Tattletale. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what fun. Cool. Do we want to move on to uh the the end of the fight, post fight, where we're all uh hanging around, divvying up some some dollar bucks. Some 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 mm-hmm. dollar dollar bills. Yeah. Which I, I love that everyone's just kind of surprised at her that like, wait, you stopped to collect the money? Like 
<laughs> yeah, number like, one, oh, yeah. Bug Girl was the one that kicked Lung's ass. Yeah. Oh, number God. two. Oh, I love it. I, I, number two, I, Saved Neuter. Number three. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Like, like everybody owes her here. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, yeah, sure. Sundancer wouldn't get off her ass if, if Taylor didn't push her. The snipers kind of worked in tandem with Taylor to get Oni Lee yep. to fuck off. Yep. Like every Kaiser owes her. In the in the yep. end, though, Sundancer, we even see like Lung is even more powerful than we thought he was because we see her like summon the sun, the power of the sun in her hand, yes. essentially. And then uh Lung just goes, no. And just flicks it away and he controls it now. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like that that works like that? Like that yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, wild. Things, number one, we haven't even seen his final right. form. And number two, <laughs> uh I think this she could have tried harder. Final form. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think that's interesting because he so Lung has the ability to for pyrokinesis. Is that am, am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Pyrokinesis. Yeah. yeah. Of like, so it's interesting because we, you know, we talk about later in the interlude about the Manton effect a little bit, but like, so you can, so if you're pyrokinetic, you can control a different person's fire, fire power, as we shall say. Like, that is so interesting that like, you could potentially control the power of somebody else, which we actually, now that I'm saying it out loud and thinking about it, we see that happen with Panacea at the bank heist. But because mm-hmm. she has yep. access to the bug, she can therefore fuck with Taylor because of her power. So that's super interesting. That yeah. is so, oh, I love it. God damn. <laughs> Wild Bo, you're, you're just, you're just, oh my gosh. I, my brain is like constantly surprised and excited and just incredibly <laughs> jealous of the things that you make. I'm very, very jelly. But speaking of uh, everyone owing Taylor a favor, I love her little, her little like nod to either Fenya or Menya, whichever one is, is standing there. Oh, yes. Like, hey, um, maybe tell your boss that I saved his life and he should probably uh, tell Hookwolf to uh, back off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> take, a, take a chill pill. Yeah. Take a yeah. chill. Yeah, exactly. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, just subtle nod. Like, okay. We got you. Yeah. Which, which leads more into the, uh, the bitch Taylor dynamic growing mm. even stronger mm-hmm. oh, to I love finish that. out this chapter. Because you've got what I would like to title uh, the fake out kiss moment. What? <laughs> so they're talking and... Uh, you know, bitching her, walking back, having this conversation, oh, oh, oh. talking about the dogs, talking about everything. And, you know, they're kind of having this semi argument. And like, she's like, you're cold. Quit being like a, quit being a dick and like take my jacket. And she like pulls her close. So they're like almost, you know, they're like right up close. And she's like, what the fuck is about to happen? And yeah. then she <laughs> throws her jacket on her and the fans the, the shipping went wild, you know? <laughs> the ship, the, ship, the ship, ship was set to sail on its maiden the ship voyage. sailed. Off it went. Oh, I love it. Love it. And then, of course, she's like, you know, n- never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a weird interaction. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I love bitch. I, bitch is fantastic. And Taylor is delightful. But them two together is such an interesting dynamic. 
And it's I not the love, pair you expected, but it's no. the pair you want. <laughs> no, it's not the pair I want. <laughs> no, I friendship no. them. Yes, that I agree yeah. with. Because you would be in the minority on the internet, let me tell you. Okay, well, no, I ship Lisa and Taylor way more than I ship Rachel and Taylor, let's be honest. But Tattlebug? Tattlebug? Taylor's not gay. Taylor's not exhibited one gay vibe this whole time. And Hot Brian is at least given by vibes. No, not even a little. As a as a bisexual, I got no I got no vibes from Taylor as being anything but straight. Did your your bidar not go off? Nope. <laughs> I love it. I no, I, I agree with Kat on that one though. I I'm getting no bidar sense tingling with that one. But um, I just would like I would like to, uh, Jacob My if you could just say, say otherwise. Jacob if you if you could just say what you just said a second ago, could you just just repeat that for the for the for our listeners? Uh, what did I say? Uh, that uh, Hot Brian is distractingly hot. Thank you, okay. yeah. thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You know You're not wrong. Hot yeah. Brian is hot. Hot yeah. Brian is distractingly hot, and I'm okay with that. Mm. But uh, no, but with the with the the uh, Rachel and Taylor kind of weird, very weird interaction, especially you know since we're getting to the end of this chapter here, especially back at the at the loft, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's like they're. They know they're about they're starting to be friends, but they're too awkward about it. It's almost like the way that two people that have a crush on each other act, but not in a romantic way. Yeah. I it's had like to find like, Taylor wants to figure out uh yes. wants wants to figure out bitch. Bitch yeah. bitch doesn't care, but clearly has accepted Taylor into the fold, whatever that the is. The pack, if you will. Yeah. The pack. Oh, she she like knows she's part of the pack and sees all these attempts from Taylor, but bitch doesn't understand Taylor. And But Taylor really is trying to figure out how to work mm. with bitch. And it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle and she's yeah. trying to figure it out. I actually don't think that bitch doesn't care. I think she, like we are, like we just learned from um, Lisa and Taylor's conversation that bitch does not have the same communication style, the same understanding of um, intonation and body language as Mm. people because she's got that dog, like, that, yeah, I have that dog level of autism. She got the that dog, dog level autism. It's <laughs> it's not that bitch doesn't care. It's that she doesn't want to show if she cares yet. Right. Yes. right. Yeah. And also, what very... does caring look like for a dog? Like in her case, it's you take care of your pack, and sometimes that means putting people in their place. Like right. for her, it's a very giving rough them a jacket. form of love. Yeah. Exactly. Which I did have yeah. to find. I did have to find that paragraph just, just for Alan's sake. When bitch reached for my face, I startled. She put one hand on the side of my face, and for a fraction of a second, I thought something incredibly awkward was about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it ain't there. Tell me it ain't there. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! I was so confused at first when she was like, she turned my neck to like a hor- like till it was almost completely horizontal, and I'm like. Is bitch what? trying to break her neck right now? <laughs> Just snap it right off. Do we need along <laughs> along with what the fuck Taylor? Do we need like a horny bonk Taylor? Just like <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. When, yes, when we do. Yeah. 
Yeah, also, a slight yeah. note: she turns the thing, uh, turns her head so she can see the uh, the the finger mark that's around oh Taylor's gosh. neck. Oh, to which right. Taylor realizes, "Oh shoot, I have a handprint-shaped bruise mm-hmm. around <laughs> my entire body. Yeah. I am never like, going to be able to hide that." <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, oh yeah, that was says, crazy. I mean, you walked up to a dragon and said, "Hey, yeah. come at me. <laughs> come at me." Come and Lone was like, "Okay." <laughs> Jesus. Taylor. I don't understand. A, a nondescript reptile with wings. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We'll go with that. That oh breathes fire and has scales. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yes, love exactly. it's it's hard sometimes when you're reading a story to to visualize scale. Like, oh, and he stood 15 feet tall. Like, how tall? I'm like, okay, wait, my ceiling's eight feet. So like seven <laughs> feet above that. So, I you know, love that so, so much. Literally, that right. is how I think about space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. but then to but then to see the image of like, well, I can visualize a handprint around me, like just co- sort of gives more weight yeah. to that. To, to just how big he was. It's crazy. <laughs> gives me like weird, like nervous shivers like oh god that is huge like oh man and the fact that's interesting he didn't squeeze hard he totally could have crushed her and he didn't like yeah. and I, and i realized that it's kind of you know it's one of those things where the 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 book that we're reading we're reading it slower than it's happening because you're having to describe you know what's happening what lungs doing what taylor's doing in response but like he could have squished her like a little bug and he didn't and she was able to like get out of it, but oh lord, mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh. Something Ugh. I think you know gives the undersiders, at least most of the undersiders, um, a kind of an advantage compared to a lot of these people is while the undersides undersiders do have to posture a bit, they don't as a kind of as a collective, and some of their members don't have the ego that everybody else does. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not bombastic hero or uh, villains um, that you would like see on television, for instance. You know, Kaiser has swag. Uh, you know, Lung is just also. You know, he's a he's a monster. You know, these are these are front page <laughs> villains. Yeah. The Undersiders are kind of. I, I don't. I don't want to say that they. You know, they aren't cool, but they're kind of B tier. No, I I would argue that it's not that they're B tier. They're just not villainous. Like they don't have a gang. They don't have uh, you know the 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 PR team. Well, no, they don't have (laughs) the reason. They don't have like a negative reason to be like to be a villain. Their reasoning is money. Like they're like, hey, we can make money doing this. We have the powers. We have the ability. Let's do it. Versus Kaiser is like, I hate. Everyone who is everyone. white. <laughs> he's also like, right. I am a legitimate business owner. Right. <laughs> yeah. yes. And he's like, I can use my powers for Nazism. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, I'm not talking about their their uh, their motivations, um, but that they just they don't have the ego or the the aesthetic. Yeah, that's of, definitely true. Um, of the like a, a big villain. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say a big, a big time villain, if you will. Like they definitely have your neighborhood villain vibe to them. Um, you know, they, they're them and Uber and Leet, perfect matchups. Like mm-hmm. Uber and Leet are not. Uber and Leet actually have a better shtick going. Like their outfits 
iconic. It's because everyone loves a good theme. They've got a good theme. They've got a good, like I said, they've got the ego for Jesse and James. They're memorable villains. They're Jesse and James. Yeah. There you go. And the Undersiders are low key villains. They are. Oh, for sure. They aren't trying to draw attention, nor do they really want it. So they're cozy gaming villains. Yeah, they're closer to like Fault Lines crew. Yeah, they literally robbed a bank just to get attention, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they were also they were also hired to do that. After, well, yeah, but like, Tail suggested the idea, though. Yeah, like That's I true. think the idea of like, well, we if we're gonna be, you know, we're, we're playing with the big boys now, and if we want to play with the big boys, we're gonna need a reputation that that is gonna precede us. Which I do I think, think Lisa is the the person in that group that is the ego, because yeah. although Gru is clearly like the leader. He is probably the least, maybe next to Taylor in terms of like, uh, you know, like oh, once again, I'm just going to keep using the word ego. Yeah, I think it um, Regent mm-hmm. definitely has ego, but it's not for like a team dynamic. Yeah, it's it's know. that it's that teenage boy ego, not like you know, the, the group ego. Yeah, bitch doesn't really. No, Taylor bitch. certainly doesn't like. Who is it? It's Lisa. Lisa's just Lisa is the PR team for yes. a small <laughs> coffee shop that doesn't want to serve anybody that isn't on their block. Yeah. She's like, no, you need to get a TikTok, and they're like, I, I, that just seems like a lot, you know. And we're just a small business, and she's like, you need to rob a bank. And they're like, <laughs> you know, like we're just trying to rob those in our community. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, should we should we shift a little bit? Because I I feel like we really do need to to talk about uh, this last. How bit. powers affect your brain, or do yeah. we want to move on? Oh yeah. I mean, I think we definitely should. We got to hit it up, and then we got to talk about the interlude. But we got yep. we have yep, yep, to yep. talk about Lisa and Taylor's conversation. Yep. Let's go. I I probably could read this book about eight times. And still never fully understand the way that powers and brains work. But I think that Taylor and Lisa's conversation about it, about specifically about Rachel, is so, uh, it's what I love about the interpersonal dynamics of this book. Like these little, these one-off little conversations that give us such a good insight into the people, their powers, it's such a good, and just, oh, just, ah. Because powers are so intertwined with mental state and trauma, as we have, you know, just now shown and kind of hinted at before, his ability to talk about just, uh, you know, thinking, thoughts, uh, how different people perceive things, um, trauma therapy talk, like mm-hmm. all of these things, uh, you know, kind of emotion. What's the word? Emotional intelligence. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. The, my favorite thing among many favorite things, uh, about Wildo is he writes emotional intelligence into his stories and even books that I love and enjoy the characters don't have that. I have Mm -hmm. yet to read Mm -hmm. a good book where characters are making emotionally healthy, 
positive decisions to try and better themselves because most of the books you get are people who are shitty and they just get shittier even if they're in therapy. And his book is here are people trying to get better moving forward. And for a lot of people, I know that's, that's not melodrama, which is like what I see in most fantasy novels, especially (laughs) YA fantasy. And it drives me up a wall because my autism is like, why don't those two people talk? That seems really dumb that they don't sit down and have a conversation. Right. Well, guess what? Bitch and Taylor just sat down and had that conversation. Mm-hmm. And from that conversation, she turns around and has another five-minute conversation with Lisa. And by the end of those two conversations, she has finally figured out, yeah. oh my God, here's how I need to work with Bitch from now on. Yes. And I I I love because I I think back and I I know I wasn't here talking about it, but the very first chapter of this arc where Brian grabs Rachel and he throws her up against the wall and they have this very much of a, a physical power struggle moment. Knowing what we know now, it makes so much more sense of like being able to connect with bitch on that level because that is the the aggression. That's, that's where she's going to understand because mm-hmm. of like the, I'll call it dog brain, but like because of the dog brain, the pack mentality of like, how she can or can't read body language and tonal intonations. Like it, it makes, it makes it so much better because we know now. And like Brian and Lisa have had a chance to like, they know bitch. They've, they've interacted with her. Brian has learned this is how he has to, you know, talk to Rachel for it to get through to her. And now that we finally are in on it, all of what bitch does makes so much sense. Like I think about it a lot of the whole uh, smiling thing about like when mm-hmm. you smile at her, she sees bared teeth. She doesn't see it as a, ah, it's a warm, you know, it's an encouraging facial expression, but she sees it as the dog, you know, dog brain of like, oh, they're baring their teeth at me. Are they, are they challenging me right now? Like, let's fucking go. And not understanding the tonal shifts in in a conversation or your voice, just oh, it's so good, it's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, and it it just it humanizes bitch in a weird way because she has yes. she has felt like this almost inhuman character where you're like, look, I get that you have issues, but yeah, come on, what is wrong with you? And so in yeah. this weird way, explaining that she has a dog brain, for lack of a better term, which I do, I do kind of <laughs> like that. Um, but for lack of a better term, she has dog brain. And so it's like, oh, now in a weird way, she feels more human. Yes, yeah. It's really cool because it comes off the tail. I just thought about this. It comes off the tail of the interlude from the previous chapter, which is Brutus's perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the whole mm-hmm. point of that is to show how the world is viewed through a dog's eyes. Mm. And then this chapter has well been done. kind of hammering in that bitch sees things differently. And finally at the end is bitch sees things like how a dog does. You could take the Brutus chapter and flip it. It's just bitch walking around. Yeah. It's like poetry. They rhyme. Oh my God. (laughs) 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 To quote the great George Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. Well, to, to kind of say what you were saying, Nick, 
like Taylor even says it. She's she's you know when she's talking to to Tattletale, like the whole like oh so she's not a sociopath. Like so Rachel isn't a sociopath. It's like no, she's not. You know she's she's just got dog brain and like. <laughs> It really does humanize. It takes her from kind of this very brutish, kind of almost dumb character where you're just like, oh, she's just all brute force and stupidity to no, she she is got dog brain, which like while we have seen a lot of the negative side of that, of like her being incredibly aggressive and not understanding like tonal intonations, we also see that weird loyalty side pop in with her trying to like you know, give Taylor her jacket and, you know, examining her neck. It's very much of like a dog sniffing another dog. Like, yo, you good? Like checking them out. I mean, like, okay, you're good. You're good. All right. Okay. And seeing that a little bit of sense of loyalty. And like, if, if Rachel sees Taylor as part of the pack, you know, the pack of the undersiders, how is that going to shift the way that they fight together, the way that they cohabit the loft space together? I'm, oh, so good. It's so good. I can't, it's so good. I feel like that's going to be one of our, one of our t-shirt when we, when we got our merch, you know, eventually. It'll be, <laughs> I got dog I'm not, brain. I'm not, I'm not a sociopath. I just have dog brain. <laughs> I love it. I'm writing it down right now. Excellent. It's perfect. All right. Any final thoughts on this before we hit the interlude? Well, we we gotta hit. Um, oh wait, no. I'm sorry. I I thought we were finishing up. Um, you can cut that out then. We can't. Just don't forget. Uh, mark the time, Michael. But um, I was gonna mention the uh, favorite superpower. Oh yeah, we gotta get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't worry. Actually, so. Michael, can you mark the time? I'm gonna need you to cut out Nick's section where he explained why to mark the time. <laughs> you know where he's. Um, okay. All right. Let's let's get Michael, back. Michael, if you yeah, don't no. mind marking the time. Oh my so God. that way we can <laughs> cut out when yeah. Alan is section? explaining why I need to mark the time. Thank you. Or you need to mark the time. I don't need to mark the time, Michael. Section? You need to. Oh my God. Can we? Let's get to the interlude. The interlude real quick and finally talk about this where we have Gregor the Snail, who we did not get to uh, see fighting in this, in this uh, section, but it is his perspective as we're heading back to kind of get a little bit more of a insight into their team. Into the yeah. club. I know into we were just club. talking about this whole time about how Neuter is like cursed with these bad looks and all of that stuff, but my God, we were not Ooh. prepared for... He brings in the bitches. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. All right. At least uh, he gets you high. Gregor yeah, the Snail. When, is... when your body is a drug... Yeah. In the most <laughs> literal sense. Yeah. Heard a few songs like that. Yeah. Sounds like a Kesha song. I was literally thinking the Kesha song, yeah. 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 Um, I'm not going to lie. I Like, Neuter seems really nice. We, he's really cool. Bless him. But, I, you know, one of those jaded personality things, like, he just kind of gives off a little bit of date rapist vibes with the drug thing. I would never say that he gives that vibe off on purpose. Of course, but like scenario-wise, it's just like yeah. that's a dangerous situation. Okay, yeah. he is, so he is, is sixteen. We have to keep that in yeah. mind. He's sixteen yeah. years and old. And they were they wanted it. Like uh, they knew that they were taking oh, that drug. Oh, cat! That's <laughs> cool. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So one hundred percent serious. They literally knew exactly no. what they were about to take. Yes, yep. they were and very they willingly aware. put it in their mouths. So you can't yes. Yes. call it date rape when it's conscious. 
decision. Yeah, also very realistically, were there hanging out, listening to him tell stories because they were waiting for him to give them a spoonful of spoonful yeah. of sugar. Yeah, sugar. yeah, yeah. He, does, he, he licks it, right? He licks the spoon or well, something like that. he puts like water that. in it and then he like puts his tongue yep. in the water. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ugh. Which yeah. once again, he I, I love neuter. It's you know, I think it's he's really cool. It's just like one of those things where like him being 16, I think makes it kind of worse because like less impulse control and like it just sounds like a bad setup. Like I was just like, oh, this is I don't know. Yeah. I but I, I also kind of to to Hannah's point about like the loneliness that he yes. could feel, I think yeah. that's important to keep in mind too, because Mm-hmm. This might be the closest that he gets to physical contact with people. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. It's very yes. King Midas, you know, like he because he's right. mm, mm. yeah. He he said before, like like uh, like or like Taylor was saying when she was trying to take care of him, like if I touch him, I could be gone, like actually yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah. And and just that idea of like, hey, if somebody touches me, they could die. Kind of um, who's the X Men well, who does that? Is die. that right? They just. He even they says that like would never wake up from their. Well, no, no. He said, he, they said just, he can't overdose people. He's tried yeah. and it didn't oh, work. Oh yes, he can't kill yeah. them, but they would be they'd be out for a long time to the point yeah. where bad. Yeah, you know, like they might starve. They might. That like, shit happens to your brain when you're on yeah. that much. You know. Yeah, acid. exactly. And he says it's not addictive, but of course it's you know there's the psychological effects. Um, yeah. You know who knows? So I, I imagine like yes, yes, I can I can see where you're coming from, Alan, but. I would disagree. I think he gives off like yeah. class clown vibes in the sense mm-hmm. that he wants to make people happy, but he knows yeah. that he's never really going to be friends with anyone. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I literally, yeah. I, I, it, it reminds me very much of like this. I, I'm sure nobody's surprised that I'm on a very odd side of TikTok, but like the, the character of like the kind of tortured funny villain vibes of like, I'm a little bit of a bad boy and everyone knows that, that I'm like kind of this player vibe, but it's all to hide how lonely I feel. And I get that so strongly off of him. He's kind of, he's got the smirk and he's like really charismatic as we, you know, see his conversation with Taylor mm-hmm. earlier in the arc. And it's just like, he's, he's clearly like, he's got the moves. He's, he's got the charisma. He's got the smile and he's got girls all around him, but not in a way that he probably wants. And it feels like, and even with Gregor asking him, like, are you happy? Like, you know, just this kind of like, oh yeah, man, I've got, I've got everything I could possibly want. And kind of this like, look at him, like, do you really? Like, it's so tragic. And the, the, what you said, Nick, of like, this is the closest he's going to get because he can't have, you know, a physical contact with anybody of like, the closest he's going to get is like these groupy girls that come to the club so they can get high for an hour and, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. So they have to listen to him talk about his, you know, villainous tales or whatever, but then like, yeah, it's cool. It's all worth it because then I can get whatever drugs I, you know, the drug that I want and pass out for an hour in a booth somewhere. Like, yeah. And, and you get the sense that like Gregor, Gregor, who's older gets that, mm. but he's like, he's so yes. young and he's like, no, this is cool, man. Like sure, I can't. Yeah. I can't I do say, anything I with him. But it, it's he's cool. figured that out yet. Gregor, like Gre- that's why I think Gregor asked that, and that question is so like, yeah. Are you really happy, Neuter? And he's like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I be? And he's just like, right, all right. 
you know, give it, a, give it another two it. years or so. Yeah, yeah. you'll well, get you'll get tired of this. Well, I mean, I think with any teenager, introspection isn't really a thing. So, like, oh, of course, yeah. or, or not very often a thing. Yeah, but yeah. like, that, in that yeah, sense of like, he's not necessarily aware of how lonely he is because he has all of the things that a teenager would want, you know, and and with time, you know, and some introspection, kind mm-hmm. of that loneliness could apparent could could potentially become more apparent. I do, right. I think. When I said it was talking about like the vibes he give off, it was a bad characterization on my part. He personally does not give off those vibes. The situation oh, that for sure. they are in. Oh my God. Yeah. Is a, is a scenario, a recipe for disaster. Yes. Is, any, um, any parent looking in on that situation, like has a mini panic attack of like, Oh my gosh, Mary, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Go home, yeah. do your homework. I'm just like, looking at like, oh, a powered individual underage giving yeah. out drugs to, you know, all these women. Other underage and like, women. Yeah, in, in the club, oh. in the VIP lounge, God. like, and they're like, you know, drugged out of their mind, laying around. I'm just like, this is a bad scenario waiting to happen. <laughs> that's true. I, I mm-hmm. get that. Yeah, that's that's true. But on the flip side, you know, like you said, Gregor is this older uh, guy who's, you know, like, hey, Neuter, are you really happy? And I don't know if Neuter knows that he's unhappy. Yet. Yeah, he doesn't know that he isn't. Also, not to yeah. downplay um, Gregor's situation, but the man is living my dream introverted life <laughs> where if I had a million dollars... I would just be like, let me hire this random person to go down to the store and get me a coffee because I don't want to leave my house right now. Oh my gosh, I love <laughs> it. Again, yeah. it's just, when COVID hit, it was the best thing in the world for me. <laughs> <laughs> Every service catered to my needs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this was, I'm, again, kind of remembering when this was written. This was, this was kind of just pre the, uh, the Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub boom. So yeah, he had to, he had to get something true. to do it That's for. true. Gregor's doing really well for himself now with, with yeah. his, you know, he can yeah. get his groceries <laughs> dropped off. And for less than $400. For less than $400. <laughs> yeah, Truly. for real. My God. Just on a mask. Nobody thinks twice about it. He's like, oh, I got well. COVID. And they're like, oh. Right. In post-pandemic world, he doesn't even have to open the door. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I imagine so Gregor true. is living his best life right now in 2023. Well, there was one other big bit of world building that we got from yes. this interlude, and that was Gregor's conversation with Faultline, who, uh, just real quick, so far, got to be like the coolest uh, gang leader, right? I think oh it has to go God. to Faultline. She's so cool. Once again, I She's stand. So cool. Faultline has the practical yet stylish down so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already geeked out last time about Faultline having literally riot gear and a battle skirt. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we go in, I'm trying to find the description, but like pops in and I just have, dang, she got it going on. <laughs> I got big when she's like, she's doing her little test. In the, the first scene in, in Edge of Tomorrow, if you guys have seen Edge of Tomorrow, where we see Emily Blunt's character for the first time. Yeah. It's like kicking ass against all the robots in there. Like that's how oh, cool. I imagine fault line looking when oh, Gregor cool. walks in. Oh, here we go. White dress shirt, sleeves rolled up, mm. black slacks tucked into shiny black riding boots, 
with steel toes. Yeah, mommy. Woo. <laughs> we I'll are suspenders away through. from being dangerous. Oh, <laughs> the steel-toed riding boots for me. Woo. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she knows great conversation. She knows style, that's for sure. I mean, when you're when you're the when you're the leader of a of a villain group, you you kind of have to have you kind of have to have a you know style like she does. Like that's just oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love their conversation about the the Manton effect and uh, sort of trying to figure out ways around it. We got some clarity on kind of how it works a little bit, or at least you know how they think it works. And then mm, yeah. her experiments to try to navigate it were pretty interesting. Um, again, mm. just another f- fun ways of expanding the world that we didn't really need or ask for, but we got and we're happy for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to add to all of the mysteries that we have to solve, right? we now have the mysterious organization. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. The, uh, the upside down omega symbol. The stylized U. Yeah, yeah the is, uh, how you. they describe the symbol. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the two the two bits of world building there with the character named Shamrock, uh, mm-hmm. who apparently has some kind of luck based power, which that alone is just always oh, a fun power to imagine. I love that power. Um, love and then uh, the other one, how they talk about the dealer and how somebody said you could buy superpowers, which is really interesting mm-hmm. because uh, so far in the world we only know people getting their powers through. We don't really know where, but they have to have a traumatic event and then they get powers, right? Yep. So exactly. this idea that, oh, you can buy powers and drink them. Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Maybe. We don't know if that's true or not yet. Uh, yeah. You know, it hasn't been confirmed, but that's the theory. Uh, one more thing, too, about that conversation. There's also the talk of second trigger events. Yes. Oh, yeah. They do mention that. Yep. Yep. As an idea of how yeah. maybe you can get past the Mantid effect. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically, which is, again, I just love Gregor. He's a great character. And I just love him being like, maybe I can help my boss. What's the best way to help her? What if I try to kill her or act like I'm going to? Let me just yeah, climb on to, top of her real quick. Kill her. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. funny. Didn't work. <laughs> Didn't Next work, time. no. And she was like, Next she was time like what, were you, what were you hoping would happen? He's like, I don't know, maybe cut off my arm. I'm sure it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, if I, had, if I did figure out how to bypass the Manton effect, do you think you'd still be standing? Yeah, I know, that's like, great. Man, anything, anything for my best bud. Yeah. <laughs> my best bud for right. one. Let's quickly do uh, favorite powers because yes. we, we got a diverse selection here. What's everyone got? Neuter. Neuter is my, Neuter. my pick for this That's for this fair. one. I just, I love it. I'm such a fan. And and the, the look, too. I'm just, I'm here for it. Mm. Kaiser, for me. Kaiser's, uh, uh, just the abilities See, it's to cool. just, like, have blades. It, <laughs> blades just growing. Big blades. Big old blades just growing Listen, out of everywhere. Disavow, disavow cool. everything he says in this arc. His yes. powers are Critical cool. support. Critical support. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's a there's a reason he's leader of Empire yeah. 88. Yeah. Like his yeah. power just, is very cool. He's just standing there, hands behind his back, and there are just Ugh. blades coming at it. Oh, that's everywhere. what I love too. It's not like yeah. that's the thing. That's the difference too with him. I think that's why I think it's so cool. Um, and even then, he's not even my favorite power in this one. Really, I think. 
Um, but just the fact that unlike like metal bending, you imagine a character who's like a metal bender from Avatar The Last Airbender or any kind of elemental bender. They're moving their arms, right? They're yes. waving their hands. Kaiser just walking and standing arms folded and stuff happening around him is so cool. (laughs) I hate, I hate that I'm gushing over literally one of the worst people in the story. (laughs) The power is so cool. (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, I think, um, I actually forgot that lung was in this arc. Um, (laughs) and again, I've forgotten most of the middle of this book. I just remember like highlights. So Mm -hmm. for me, Lung is actually one of my favorites in this only because, Mm. again, I just keep coming back to this idea. He gets stronger the longer he fights. Mm. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's transforming. It's the Hulk effect in a way. Although even the Hulk gets weak after fighting for too long. No, that's the whole point of the Hulk. The 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 longer he goes. Yeah, the, the longer he goes, okay. the angrier he gets. The angrier he gets, the harder he the stronger fights. stronger he gets. And, yeah, yeah. yeah so which I, is why just, you've got to beat him early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So just, I don't know. There's so many cool powers here. Um, Oni Lee, his power is really cool. Lung's power, just the idea of like, yes, the stronger, the longer he goes on, the stronger he gets. The amount of time the guy, my guy gets up from getting like stabbed through the heart or blasted with a sun of light or, you know, who knows what else, you know, shot from the snipers, like just, and he just keeps on trucking dragon yeah. boy. You know, I, well, we I, saw him yeah. the first time and we were like, dang, he's getting metal skin and you know, he's breathing fire. That's wild. And now it's like, Oh, wings are coming out of his back. His neck yeah. is so long. He can just kind of like Turning whip it you. around behind him. Golly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, like, Every time we've seen him, he's gotten wilder. Yeah, I'll let go. Exactly. I'll let go. That sentiment, Lung was Lung was fun to fun to read about. Just fun seeing him grow. Part of you doesn't want him to lose because you want to see him get stronger. You just want to see him <laughs> like how big does he get? You know. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. I like Sundancer. I think that. She, I like that she can kind of embody like the power of the sun and kind of make her own little sun. It's cool. It was neat. Yeah, she does have a pretty neat power. I'm excited to see more of the travelers. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And lastly, to wrap it up, we got to do a quick bit of predictions. Uh, Kat, what do you got for us? What do you what What do you think is going to happen here? Um, obviously, as we went into that interlude, um. We got a little bit more backstory on the tattoo. Um, I think that's going to start playing a much bigger role for our undersiders, at least. I think there's going to be some investigative stuff. I don't think that the ABB situation is going to last much longer, um, mainly because for as a story point, like eventually they got to go they can't be the big bad of the whole book um but otherwise i don't have a lot of predictions for this round so sounds good we'll see how they see how those evolve all right well that was our conclusion for arc five uh next episode i i think the plan is the full arc six plus the interlude so we're gonna go ahead and 
read through all of that and continue where we left off here. Uh, thanks to everyone for participating. Uh, lovely group. And thanks to everyone for listening. We've enjoyed, uh, <laughs> we've really enjoyed doing this. We're definitely going to keep going. Uh, stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. And please uh, reach out. Let us know your thoughts, ideas. What did we miss? What did we, did we forget any powers? Did we forget somebody in that group? We counted 10. Did we miss <laughs> I'm somebody? sure we did. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> and uh, Michael, want to play us out there. Welcome back to Dissecting Worm Hey-o. and uh, looking at Worm arc by arc, chapter by chapter, and attempting this task of adapting it and uh, writing a little script, which has been a whole lot of fun. And we're into the second half of arc five uh, through basically the, the fight in arc five and the interlude is kind of what we're looking at today. Uh, once again, just the two of us, myself, Jacob, and Alan, with uh, Michael on uh, behind the scenes, as always. So, Alan, welcome back. No problem. The way you said that was like myself, also Jacob, and Alan. <laughs> I'll, I'll clean that up a bit. <laughs> I started counting yeah. on my fingers, like, wait a minute, how many people? I know, I realized we're not, I don't introduce anyone on these things, so we gotta, we gotta, we gotta work on that a little bit. But uh, but we're back here and looking at this arc, the second half of this arc feels pretty straightforward, but we do have sort of a a unique opportunity here because in the last arc, we kind of chose to delay the confrontation with uh, Bakuda. I think I'm pronouncing that right now. I'm sticking with Bakuda. Bakuda. Okay. Uh, Kind of delayed that. Incorrect. Sort of. Incorrect. Dang it. Completely incorrect. No, 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 no. Bakuda. Bakuda. Okay. There we go. I'm sticking with Barracuda. (laughs) Thank you, Michael, as always, correcting us on our every turn. Uh, Anyway, we we delayed the confrontation with Bakuda uh, and Uber and Leet and kind of shuffled that around a bit. Uh, And we talked about moving that probably to this scene here. So we kind of... We kind of have to work that in because other than that and a few other things that I'm sure we'll get into, really the fight sort of sort of writes itself. I don't think there's much here that really warrants too much of any sort of change or concern in terms of uh, you know who fights and what happens and things like that. It, are we tracking? Are we on the same page here? Yeah, yeah. No, I think a lot of this is just visuals, mm-hmm. um, you know, pointing out some stuff that maybe isn't, uh, that is thought in Taylor's head would, of course, yeah, it's it's the usual. It's the usual. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that we'll be discussing here um, is kind of style, since that seems to be the theme for this mm. entire arc, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and the interludes, you know, yes. which is, of course, what we always end up doing. <laughs> Every time. Well, let's get into it. So um, before we kind of address uh, uh, Bakuda, 
what about the arc stands out, or what about the fight scene? Does this fight have a name, by the way? Is this like the warehouse fight? Does it have an official I name? I think of it as the warehouse fight, or warehouse I, fight? honestly, okay. I think of it as the like Kaiser Lung fight. <laughs> yeah, Kaiser and yeah, pretty much Lung too. E- either way, whatever we end up calling it, uh, does anything stand out in terms of approaching this fight from the beginning? Like, how do we how do we want to look at this stylistically, as you said? Um. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple things. Like, I love the walking up. I I don't even know where to start. Actually, from like <laughs> a visual standpoint, because mm-hmm. I like them walking up. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, of course, Bitch and Taylor talking back and forth, and uh, and her and Lisa's you know, well having a little chit chat, even mm-hmm. if it's over the phone or I you know. Um, but a thing that's actually going to be a reoccurring problem, I think, with this chapter is it's got some odd pacing at the beginning and at the end. Agreed. Um, and and I haven't thought it fully out yet in terms of like beat by beat how the fight works. But mm-hmm. um, I I think that's fine. But I'm wondering if there's going to be also like you know, does this feel right for Lung to come back a second or third time as he does, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how yeah. do you feel about the pacing in this chapters? I agree. It's a, it's a little janky and I think, I think we can clean it up a bit because remember, we're, this is the first time we've kind of split up the arcs and I do think that flowing this fight out of the previous chapters and her confrontation at the school and things like that, we can kind of probably make that work. I think as an episode at it works to have some some less intense, or <laughs> it's still intense, less action-heavy moments at the front, um, and then build into a fight scene at the end. I think I think would work, but I do think I we probably have to clean up probably those transitions a bit. Um, in terms of in terms of seeing Lung again, I actually am in favor of it, and if anything, I would almost want him to come back again within like wherever we choose to end cap season season one here. Um, mm. I think when we come back and sort of look at everything, I like the idea of Lung and the ABB sort of being the season one antagonists, if you will. Um, yeah. Not to fall into the common criticism we see for like, say, the, the prequel series for Star Wars, how a lot of people say, oh, a big mistake was killing off uh, Darth Maul so quickly. Uh, rather than giving a sort of uh, lowered, lower tier antagonist that can carry the protagonist through three films. Um, and of course, they recognize that mistake because Maul did come back in animated form for a number of years. So I think, it, I think it's helpful for Taylor to have sort of a rival, if you will, um, that can sort of parallel her growth and chart her growth within... The, the mindset and framework of a first season, um, but again, we'd probably I probably want to come back to that because we haven't re- we haven't read the next few arcs, which would certainly still be within the season. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's there's probably ways to play around that, but I'm not opposed to the idea of of seeing Lung again. But I do agree that I think it might make more sense to make this more Bakuda focused, especially since we removed her from the previous uh, you know episode. I actually think because you know I, I look I look at least one arc ahead just when plotting some of these out, mm-hmm. um, not like reading them, but you know just going over chapter summaries, and right. like 
arc six kicks off with dealing with the remnants of the ABB. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember, but I believe that's where they deal with Bakuda to capture Bakuda. So that's, I think that's an excellent Mm -hmm. time to go deal with that. Okay. Um, uh, And, and there are, there, there's some stuff we can do later because we're leading up to, for us, what we consider the end of season one of the television show uh, right. being this big incident. I think, uh, so in stories where you have like the big bad and you're, you're fighting him and you're fighting him and you're kind of either winning or just barely, it's a tough battle every time and maybe like you get stronger and they get stronger. But then right at the end, you go to fight them and the big, big bad comes out and just throws them like a rag doll. Right. <laughs> to show you like, oh, shoot, you thought that was tough. Well, right. you're going to hate what we have behind door number two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that would be the time to show off uh, all the way in arc eight. Um, okay. You know, what's coming. I think that's a great place to show that off. Potentially. Okay, I, I do like that, actually. Yeah, definitely going to make a note on that to revisit. Um, yeah, no, actually, I think that would work pretty well. So that'd be fun to play around with. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, that's that's a possibility. I, I, I mm-hmm. like I like the idea of if we're going to keep Lung around, that's a great... Lung is a great, like, metric with work mm-hmm. to work by, like, how powerful powers are. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you know it's good to kind of show off how Taylor, strong Taylor is in this case to show how strong Kaiser is yep. um, like the real reason Kaiser doesn't win this fight is that Kaiser's just too egotistical <laughs> yeah exactly like that's, that's it that's yeah yeah he gets his hits in yeah he, he, he does really well and if he just not quit playing with his food I think mm-hmm. he would have taken a lung out a lot quicker. Yeah, um, that's interesting. So, so we've got to, you know, we've got to talk about like, okay, so, you know, keeping up with the ABB, which I think is great. Um, but mm-hmm. in the following, uh, the following arcs, we're going to have some weird transitions to other focuses, mm-hmm. one for kind of each arc. Um, and I don't know. Uh, yeah. Without, you know, without going into spoilers, which we don't even need to for this, it's, it's hard given that each of the next two arcs kind of has a main villain. Yeah. Um, And And I do, I do know kind of what you're referring to. ABB. (laughs) Right. And this is. I do think it it fits well because it fits, it's, it's taking care of all the subplots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the thing, right? Like this is where our, our job hobby job (laughs) gets difficult in terms of trying to compress this story because there's so much just fantastic stuff in this book that we want to put to screen but we just don't have the time and space for it so we're going to have to get creative with what we choose to show what we choose to condense or move and things like that um so so we'll see i think i think there might be some room to play around with some of this um, yeah. and I think for the following for the following arcs from now on, we might not mm-hmm. do it for you know the podcast, but I think for television show 
I think each one of these episodes or each one of these arcs is going to end up being two episodes apiece. Oh, yeah, it's going to be... I would think I was looking at that too. Definitely, I mean, definitely one or two of them we're going to have to we're going to have to split. But again, we'll kind of see what happens when we get there. But I mean, we're already on, you know, roughly six episodes through five arcs. So (laughs) we're not even at the at the busy parts yet. So no, I, I think I think we're looking at a pretty solid maybe 10 to 12 episode season, depending on how we want to break it down. Yeah, Um, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, time. I, I do like the progression and the writing, uh, which makes for you know good television. You have, you know, one episode is generally kind of powerless, lots of talking, mm-hmm. and then one episode of fighting. And that mm-hmm. kind of feels like how these go. Um, yeah, and you know, for at least for now. And I think that paces pretty well. I mean, I think. It, we're gonna we're gonna come back to a lot of a lot of really common comparisons that I think we're gonna make and and a lot of fans would make too to other shows that do things similarly. And the one that I've come back to a lot when when reading these chapters is Invincible because Invincible has a really similar sort of plot progression where every episode starts with like conversation and characters and dialogue and then ends with a fight. <laughs> like I think every episode of Invincible is like that exact same format or you know some some sort of of confrontation. Um and that sort of parallels Worm in a lot of ways. Uh but it does it there are, there are moments in Invincible as much as I love that show and how how well it accomplishes everything. There are moments where the pacing does feel just slightly off uh that I think we mm. can we can learn from in terms of where it's best to take a breath where it's best to let things play out. Um, so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We're definitely going to have to reevaluate the whole season once we've kind of hit that point. Yeah. It also came to my mind how much I really enjoy having the interludes uh, as openers and post-credit sequences for every episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are just, they're really good. And yeah. I... I really like the world opening up through these cold opens. And these, I, I agree. Know. It's been really growing on me since, since you mentioned that on our, I think our first episode, you said that I've kind of been reading all the interludes that way as we've been reading it. And it, it just, it does, it works so well. And then since we're kind of on the topic, let's talk about it. So we got the interlude for this arc is from Gregor, the snail's perspective, yeah. which great character, fun character. And we get to see, you know, a bit of um, a bit of uh, uh, Fault Lines crew, and I I think this works as a pretty cold open. I think you could open pretty easily with this, and I think you could open. I think you could open with this, which is you know one way to approach it. I mm-hmm. think you can also open the next episode with this, right? And that, and we see that a lot too, right? Because like, what what would work better? Because if you either one of two things, right? So you either open with it. And we get introduced to Fault Line and Neuter, who we then see later on in the episode. Or yeah. you see Neuter mostly in the episode, and then the following episode come back to them a little bit. And, and honestly, both work pretty well. It's sort of just more kind of what style do you want to approach with. And, and also, do we want to maintain a consistency with that for all of our interludes, right? Do we, wanna, do we want all of our interludes to be 
like cold open introductions or cold open post character introduction, you know? Yeah. So something that we, we talked about adding, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of the first times we've added something rather than taken away uh, is adding in an interlude where Bakuda breaks long out. Right. We still haven't found a place yet. Um, but yep. I think either at the end of the last episode mm-hmm. or the beginning of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could go for either one because the end of last episode and we potentially don't even have to show lung getting broken out because that might be a nice, a nice surprise, but uh-huh. um, I don't, f- I feel like that would maybe come be come a little bit too far out of nowhere uh, for just lung to show up. If you, I agree. I think you have to show it to some extent. I think we can leave, you know, some some mystery there. But but I agree. I think if if you're going to show Lung in the fight, which I think we have to, I think I think you have to keep Lung in this fight. Uh, then I think you have to show him getting broken out. Um, yeah. In in one way or the other. And I remember too when we were talking about this. Now that you've kind of mentioning it, because because it, on the one hand, it'd be it'd be really cool to end the previous episode with all of the bombs going off, right? And a lot of confusion. And then there's that cliffhanger of what's going on. And then the, maybe the cold open of this episode is the breakout. So you see all of that. Um, yeah. However, we were also talking about cold opening this episode with uh, Bitches Interlude and her breaking up the dogfighting ring and then seeing the oh, bombs no, no, go we off. Were, yeah, we were doing that for the... Remember, we broke this into two parts. So... You do that and then lead into the villain meeting. Oh, you're you're so right. Episode. Yep. Yeah. You're this absolutely one right. This would be yep. uh, Taylor's in the van rolling up to the fight at the warehouse. Yeah. Yep. So you've got to prep that. So the prep right. could be, which which I think putting Lung at the beginning of that for the opener would feel too close to it. Yeah. And I think doing that at the end where Taylor walks out, says, I want to hit someone. Yeah. Credits roll. Lung comes out and is like, I've got a bone to pick. Yeah. And then you okay. know, what's, you like know what's about to go down. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that actually works. My mind's working here. No, I, I actually like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, it, which, which leads me to, uh, okay, so Oni Lee is there, and Lung just happens to be there. Mm-hmm. What if when Oni Lee bounces... Mm-hmm. They start to explore the warehouse, mm-hmm. and then Lung being told by Oni Lee mm-hmm. that that Skitter is there. Mm-hmm. Lung shows up because of that. Mm. Ooh, I kind of do like that. You could even do you could even do like a little calm before the storm where they beat Oni Lee. Oni Lee takes off, and you can give them a moment where they think they're like they're starting to, to settle down a bit. Right, like they think they've won, and they're kind of investigating everything, and then and lung returns. Yeah, I you like know. the idea of like Oni Lee gets a cell phone knocked out of his hand before he can yeah. teleport. Like that's the shot in the arm from the sniper. Oh, right, right. Drops the cell phone. Yeah, and he just takes off. Yep. Uh, and somebody picks up the cell phone, and as the viewer, you get the whole like kind of just over the shoulder, and all it says is like she's here. Hmm. 
or targets here or something like that. So you don't exactly yep. know, but maybe you do. Or like the bug is here. Right. <laughs> and yeah. maybe an on my way or just no, you know, no response. Yeah. But somebody picks up the phone finally while they're like, oh, thank God. And then, you know, fucking the door gets kicked open and they're <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> We're definitely not doing this, but <laughs> I was thinking like just building off not no response on the phone, but yeah, just skitters here or bug is here and all you see is just the little scene the little, the little check mark the scene check mark on the text oh, oh that would be that uh, would i don't know if that, i don't know if that gets too uh, cheesy or not but, but. That, that's funny yeah i like that yeah we couldn't do that because like timing wise it wouldn't make I any know. sense but i don't think it'd make any sense yeah that'd be funny i like it yeah i know we didn't really talk about this either but i guess we'll probably mention it at some point uh, my mind says we're setting this in just like whatever modern day it is when it comes out, but we also could yeah. date it. We we could just set it in 2010, 2011 when a story takes place, um, which yeah. by the time any worm show ever came to fruition a decade from now, you know, that would, that would be far enough back to be like a semi period piece. But, uh, but I don't think we would need to do that. I think you could also just set it in whatever modern time the show comes out in and, Nothing really changes. Yeah. I think you're fine to set it in modern times. Yeah. Like, honestly, the biggest problem is always cell phones. And with the exception of Taylor for reasons, everybody else has a cell phone. Like, Mm -hmm. which actually, now that I think about that in terms of most media, that that is, that is like probably the most critical thing you can have is... Mm -hmm do cell phones exist? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because if they do, in whatever form, most of the weird like writing, problem-solving communication stuff, so much of it is done via cell phone, like you Mm -hmm. either have it or you don't. Yeah, right. And that's like an interesting line you could draw for like modern movies of like... Oh, that's fun. Is it a cell phone movie or a non-cell phone movie? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh, that's fun. Now, now I'm not going to be able to watch a movie without thinking about that. So thank you. You're very welcome. Always <laughs> glad. Uh, yeah, because there's a few things as we're going talking about information. There's a mm-hmm. few things that happen in here that uh, and we were talking about the interlude and where to place it. Mm-hmm. I think at the beginning of this is a great spot mm-hmm. um, to talk about uh, because we know the fight's going to happen. So we could even have some mention of like, Hey, don't party too hard. You know, Gregor's walking through the club. Hey, don't party too hard. Don't forget. We've got a, that thing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that could be part of the reason that, uh, fault lines really messing with their powers is like, yeah, like if I can get this down, I'll, I will make short work of lung. Right. Go for him. Um, and uh, Yeah. Especially, it'd be a good point in that conversation to be like, yeah, Lung got broken out, so now he's Mm -hmm. on the table. So if we see him, I'm going to try and have those powers to, you know, just cut him in half and end this. Yeah. Uh, But it also solves a couple problems, one of which is like, how do you show off Neuter's poison? Um, Agreed. Because he talks about it, and I think, and Taylor discusses it, a little bit, but I think just having show off like, yeah, here's what it does ahead of time 
mm-hmm. is really great, especially considering you start with that and you kind of end that with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, that's a great way of, of, you know, solving some of those exposition problems we talked about where you can really just let it speak for itself. You know, he gives a one-off line about you can't overdose or something funny, right? And then, yeah. and then that's it. And then that explains it. And then you see the effects as the, uh, you know, as the girls get knocked out. And, and then after that, once you're in the fight, everything makes sense. Yeah. I'm also, I'm just going to go ahead and write that down. Intro part two with Gregor interlude. I do like that. One in the book. I also like that um, because the other thing the interlude does, of course, is it does uh, introduce us to sort of, you know, a, a major plot point for future seasons. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so it's, it's nice to start of begin those conversations so that when we get to them later, they're not out of the blue. And I yeah. think even within the story of worm, I think it, that that interlude does an excellent job of setting that up. So putting that too at the beginning rather than at the end is nice because it mentions it, it puts it in the audience's mind but it's not the last thing you dwell on, which I think is good for this episode. I don't think I'd want to end on that. So I think it. I think that works pretty well. Yeah, keeping I'm on pretty with that sure beginning. we also run into a couple uh, other people who have uh, the, the 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 symbol. symbol. Yeah. Um, as time goes, as the, you know, it's going to be very small because that's mm-hmm. not the focus here. But I'm pretty sure we run into a few more through the next couple of arcs. And then you kind of ignore everything at arc eight because, of course. Naturally. Um, but then we kick off arc nine and we'll get into, like, arc nine kicks off with uh, with that symbol again. Okay. So, yeah, it really would be like a season two plot point. Very much so. I mean, I'll, it takes sort of a, uh, a backseat because of... Um, everything other, else that happens, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> other stuff. Uh, which you sure. know, we're that's a little bit far ahead. You know, we need to rein it back in. But yeah, yeah. The, you know, this it's it's just it's a little tease, just another yeah. mystery, which comes right on the back of uh, figuring out um, the whole boss mystery because that gets wrapped up, right? Uh, that is, that does get wrapped up soon, very soon. So. Yeah. Um, that mystery will be out of the way just in time for this mystery to kind of be the underlying, ooh, what's this? Yep. That's true. That's going to work. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, speaking of showing off powers, because that is mainly what my notes are about. Okay. Uh, there's a whole thing like uh, we see bitches, dogs, you know, growing. Um, and there's a question that I think Taylor thinks, but I think it'd be better if she asked Lisa or somebody, which is basically where does the mass come from? Mm. Mm-hmm. Cause the mass is coming from somewhere. And I think that's a great, uh, a great mystery to this. Mm-hmm. That you can, you can kind of talk about powers like, yeah, like this, these superpowers aren't magic. Um, this right. is a system. This is a very well thought out system. Uh, these things aren't just happening. Right. Uh, so with that in mind, there's an explanation for every power 
where does the math come from? Uh, right. This is another one of those. I love wild Bo because his explanation, you know, which of course I'm not going to talk about helps you figure <laughs> out other, other stupid heroes like beast boy from teen Titans. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I know. I love how so much of the, uh, of the fan discussion around worm is always like, Oh, so how do you think this other really, you know, common hero that everybody loves fits into worms universe? Like what classification would they be? Because worm does such a good job at just breaking down the idea and concept of powers so well mm -hmm. that you, like you said, you can just apply it to other characters and, and it makes sense. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Totally agree. But yeah. So, you know, you've got that, you've got neuters powers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then, and then we get into an interesting power, my style power, as we talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, Labyrinth is just going to be some Dr. Strange shit, right? Yeah, it's gotta be, it's going to look very, you know, mirror dimension or whatever it is that he does. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll save that for the big budget VFX team. She's gonna grab a couple interns off of, who worked on the Doctor Strange movie yeah. and just be like, yeah. "Hey, you get over here." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but man, it's gonna it's gotta look good. But it can, and I, I like that we have those types of visuals like Inception and Doctor Strange and these movies that have done sort of these warping things. It doesn't look bad. You can you can make it look pretty good and pretty convincing. Oh yeah. And I, I was going to say not just that, but the fact that it's it's not even uh, it, it devolves into an otherworldliness and I mm -hmm. think you could get away with not having it be perfect just because of how odd the experience of like mm -hmm. them essentially getting transported onto a chessboard kind of looks. Right. Right, like you can oh, you can play around so. with your special effects with that, and not yeah take that to uh, look fantastic uh, while still getting the idea crossed. Well, and across, and that's you're kind of touching on <laughs> you're kind of touching on a uh, on I think a theme that this goes beyond kind of what we're doing here in terms of just structuring and and writing the script here. Um, this would go into more storyboarding and and all of that kind of stuff, but. But the powers in Worm should not feel comfortable, right? So there should mm. be this uneasiness mm. to everything that I think would be is going to be a lot of fun for you know directors and 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 uh, photography directors and things like that to really play with because um, it's it's when you're talking about style, right? So it's it's such that's what makes Worm special visually is this sort of just blanket uneasiness and eeriness that plagues everything. I mean, Taylor's power in and of itself is creepy and terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like it's going to be just, I mean, arachnophobe, arachnophobes are just going to have a nightmare of a time trying to get through the show if it's done well. So absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think if, if Labyrinth makes you kind of feel weird and uneasy and, and Vista, you know, doesn't, doesn't feel right, you know, things like that. Um, we were, we were talking about in, in our, in our book club portion, right? Aegis, uh, is going to mm -hmm. look, is going to look brutal after that fight, <laughs> just flying around like half a limb and holes everywhere. Like everything's just going to feel off, which I think is intentional. Uh, should be yeah. intentional. So yeah, uh, we can, we can, we can make that work for sure. 
Um, yeah. One Has thing I wanted to... Oh, yeah, yeah, go or, for it. Uh, I think we're, we're probably going towards the same direction here. Um, if we want to give uh, Bakuda more screen time in this fight, then unfortunately I think Oni Lee would take a bit of a backseat, not removed completely, because I, I think he would... We definitely would still benefit from having him in here. But I, I'm wondering if we were to like restructure from the book perspective that confrontation with Oni Lee and focus most of that around Bakuda, if that would play out, how, how would we want that to play out? Mm. I think, I mean, I think they show up. You've got the people with the bombs strapped to them. Neuter mm-hmm. still is knocking them out. That's a mm-hmm. great, you know, they don't want to do this. He doesn't want them to do it. So he takes, you know, yeah. knocks them out. That's pretty easy. Um, I think just having uh, a lot of bodies and like maybe Bakuda not up front grandstanding, but like maybe speaking on a comm system so that the sniper mm. can't get a read, but the sniper you know, the, the issue here would be of tension where the sniper is just okay with shooting people. Right. Um, and Taylor and probably uh, Sundancer are like not okay with just people getting shot. Right. Um, maybe even neuter because he seems like, you know, probably be a, a little, you know, oh, we're just shooting people wholesale. That's um, iffy. Right. Uh, and maybe saying something like, yeah, we don't want like a bunch of civilians on our hands. We just mm-hmm. want to shoot this one person. So like, wait till I give the signal. Right. Uh, maybe Taylor has a stand up, uh, you know, standout moment where she walks forward and is like, Hey, I'm here. Like I, and maybe, maybe even uses some, th- you know, some thought to goad Bakuda out into the open. Mm-hmm. You know, Bakuda steps out. And Taylor has to remind also the sniper, like, hey, you kill her. She's, you know, she's gonna, she, everybody blows up. We can't right. stop her heart. Right. Um, and I, I don't, I don't feel like you get to show off the snipers as much, which I think is a shame because. Oh, I think you could still, yeah, I know. I don't think they get the, they can't get the attention they deserve, but I think you could still have them. And I think they could, you know, give them the shot on O'Neilly, right? Like you said, make them drop the cell phone or whatever you want them to do. I think that's a a great way of, of keeping them in without, without distracting and, or, or pulling away from anybody else's moment. Yeah. I just, I, it's granted, you know, given that O'Neilly is this really kind of fun fight, Mm -hmm. uh, the more practical a fight, if you will. But Bakuda just isn't. Bakuda's a hostage negotiation situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like that's what's going on here at this sequence of events. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. I, I like tricky. the idea of showing off more characters. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like, it, it's nicer to keep a through line of, oh, yeah, like, well, the the well, tricky you know part we, is, go yeah, yeah, go ahead, finish finish the thought. I was gonna say we already cut Bakuda kind of out once. We'd just be showing her in the interlude. Yeah, like, so the only my only tricky much thing, screen time, so exactly. it, I'm more okay cutting her out. It well, the, and the the hard part that I come back to is is and and you know maybe we just sort of rewrite things down the line, but 
you know, obviously as spoiler-free as possible, but Bakuda and her bombs have a role to play, um, mm-hmm. pretty serious roles to play later on. So I think yeah. it's important that if we don't want to, you know, severely change other parts in the story, that we do establish her power and what her bombs are capable of. So, you know, maybe we rework that back into the last episode in some way, maybe incorporate that into the breakout. You know, there's ways we can do it. But if we, if we don't do that, then I would want to do something here. Or maybe she's not present, but her bombs are. You know, maybe, maybe there's other ways around that we can kind of work that in. But um, just for the sake of, of making life easier <laughs> down the road, I think we've got we've to have, have her in some fashion here. Um, yeah. Especially putting the bombs on the people. Yeah. Of like, I don't know how you would even de- detect it because she shoved most of them up people's nostrils. Right. Uh, but maybe she gets a text from Lisa and she's like, oh my God, like all the people are like a rigged to blow. Yep. Yeah. You know, oh, this is going to be yeah. it's a phone call like, hey, mm-hmm. if you run into Bakata, if we kill her, well, they already know that. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I know it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's, you know, what do we, what do we choose to keep? What do we choose to cut? See, like I'd, I'd almost be, I don't want to cut Oni Lee because I really like the, the visual dynamic of his okay, fight. So here's the, here's the thing we got to remember. Yeah. Yep. We will be hunting down the last of the ABB in the next arc. Uh, you're, you're not wrong. You're not and wrong. I, that is where we deal with Bakata. You know what? Uh, let's put a pin in that. I like that. We'll like put a pin in it. We'll come back we'll come to the next episode. Put yep. it off till tomorrow, baby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> never do today what you can put off tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> you're not wrong. I do. You're, I totally forgot. You're right. Okay. Okay. We got it. I'm satisfied right. for so, now. So, most of this fight. I feel like is pretty straightforward. Yeah. I think you keep almost everything here. Uh, you know, you've got the Sundancer kind of being a little bitch about things, um, but is understandable because she makes a giant sun. You have mm-hmm. Kaiser kind of be a dick to that one guy who like stabs him in the feet and like falls down mm-hmm. and stabs him in the hands. That's pretty brutal. Yep. Um, but, you know, and then just him and him and lung going back and forth. Uh, and then yep. finally, the moment I think is like Skitter taking him down. I mm-hmm. think we really, really need to ham up the fact that Lung is just going through these people. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. Whips, you know, uh, gets, you know, steals the fire from Sundancer, Oof. kicks Kaiser, you know, out the fucking door, stabs Fenya or Menya, I forget which one. Right. Um, Jessica or Nessa. For some reason, I know their names. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. Oh, man. I, I no idea. I, there's funny. some weird things. I think it's maybe because I looked up uh, the, like, family tree for Empire 88, and I know <laughs> how everybody's related. Oh, that's funny. Um, but, yeah, so, like, they, uh, you know, one of them, them dies, and and you got nobody except for Skitter left. Mm-hmm. And you know, flies the thing. He drops down. Taylor says, "Don't you know? Don't underestimate me." Mm-hmm. And we're done. There's still a lot left going on in this chapter. Yeah, it feels a bit anticlimactic in terms of how the how it ends with 
uh, post fight you mean yeah like so so there's what felt like a little bit of time in the writing between lung kind of doing the beating up people section to mm-hmm. the talking with Taylor section slash like getting a hold of Taylor. Oh yeah. And I think I we see. just need to truncate that. He kicks everybody's asses immediately grabs Taylor by the neck bug immediately flies in his eye. Like mm-hmm. that needs to happen so quickly together. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you've kind of got this weird standoff moment. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Taylor just, you know, Taylor can't do anything to getting, you know, hunted down, grabbed and then held there. Like we just need to get rid of the what feels like time there and make mm-hmm. that quickly, just so we can have the moment and it not feel weird uh, to just you know have it hanging around. Yeah, um, yeah, we need to get him down as quickly as possible after those events have happened, so that we can have this breath of air you know, literally for Taylor as she like gets dropped and for everybody mm-hmm. to go their separate ways. Yeah. And, no, and yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and do you have anything about the fight uh, that you want to add? Cause otherwise I think the rest of this is talking about how to end the episode. Yeah, no, I think, I think we can jump past the fight. I think I agree. I, nothing I really want to change. Nothing I think that needs to be changed. So I think we can sort of move past that give her give Taylor her what the fuck Taylor moment carve out those eyes and and move on so no, I agree I, I think the biggest the biggest issue here is going to be where do we where do we want to you know credits roll what do we want the credits to roll on what's our little our little you know teaser tag bit to end end the episode on yeah so so here's here's what I have a problem with mm-hmm. uh, that we've got to deal with and I'm sure we can talk about it later, of course. Mm-hmm. But we have the uh, the conversation. We started with Bitch and Taylor, you know, kind of the bonding moment going there. And they mm-hmm. kind of have a bonding moment leaving. And, uh, and then they get back and Taylor and Lisa have a conversation about powers. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we open with that for the next episode. And we leave it with bitch throwing her jacket over Taylor Mm -hmm. and them like having, you know, sort of the way we came in, you know, Mm -hmm. them bonding on the way out, that being a good moment. And then we open the next episode on, uh, maybe even not having Taylor ask, we, we could have the whole conversation between her and bitch or we could just have her talk to Lisa about like what, what, you know, the bonding moments that she's had and Lisa kind of explained to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm kind of looking ahead cause we have a moment where we talk about bitch's powers I like, I'm pretty sure there's an interlude or something in there. Yeah. And I'd like, that would kind of be the time to throw it in of like, Hey, what's bitch's origin story. And we've sort of hinted at it, but like having the little 22nd moment to be like, yeah, here's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That might, I, I that might <laughs> happen soon. 
I was going to say this happen. is part of the struggle of of trying not to read ahead as as we do these arcs at the time. Is I remember big picture moments. I remember certain conversations, uh, major plot points, things like that. <laughs> but individual interludes and and you know character arcs, things like that, do elude yeah. me. So we'll we'll definitely say, my biggest that. problem is I remember all of it. I don't remember when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I like I like the ending though. I like your idea for the ending. Um, give them that moment. Give them that little bit of victory, right? And uh, yeah. and sort of they sort walk of have, off with the money. They walk off with the money. They yeah. made some new friends. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, has a bonding moment. She throws the jacket over her, and it yeah. doesn't have to be anything more than I still love the fake out kiss. You yep. can't tell me you don't love the fake out kiss. It's hilarious. Right? I love it. Part of building a fandom is building ships. It's you know the, what I'm saying? The unfortunate it, a show reality. doesn't set. Sh- it does not set sail unless you got ships. Okay? <laughs> so I think You're you not play wrong. up the uh, the the. I, I don't even know the name of it off the top of my head, but the shipping between Taylor and uh, Bitch, especially in this episode, mm-hmm. um, given the bonding, the beginning and the ending. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she throws the jacket over. You know, you think it's a kiss, maybe, but it isn't. She's just looking at the bruise. Yep. And then she's like, "We'll get you back, and we'll like take a look at that." You know, like, okay, man. Not that, not that we're gonna have any sort of say in casting or anything, but whoever plays bitch has to be just such a fantastic actress. Um, has to just nail the subtleties of that character. So, oh. Might be, might be one of the hardest, uh, like acting that somebody's going to have to do for this entire show. Yeah, I mean, it's like, got to be everybody else is people. <laughs> yeah, like, what, do you, right. what do you play? Like, oh, Lisa's right. like kind of a smarmy know-it-all. Yeah, Brian's very, you know, this stoic, but you know, cool. You know, plays a cool guy. Alec is, you know, he's a teenager, <laughs> but mm-hmm. bitch. Bitch is a bitch. Has got dog brain. <laughs> She's got dog brain. You got to play like you, you're. It's just so wooden, right? Like no emotion, just not reacting to anything. But but she is reacting. It's just in her own way, and that's got to be evident. So yeah, that's it's a gonna lot be of a body challenge. language. A yep. lot of I imagine a lot of her eyes going. You know, you do the up down, but it's like an angry up down over people constantly because right. she's looking for your stance and what what you're doing. Exactly. So like every time yep. she looks at you, it's just a lot of her going all over your your body with her eyes and then exactly. making a reaction off of that. Like acting for whoever plays bitch is gonna be an interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An interesting choice. I'd love to see somebody portray that. I know. It would be a lot of fun. All right. Well, I don't have too much more to say. Did we miss anything? I think we said everything. No, I think we, we said it. We only say. have one interlude here. And yeah. I, you know, yeah. I feel like we figured out where to put it. Uh, and so again, I think not much just, to change with that. I don't think there's an, a, an end credit scene unless we come up with, in retrospect, like, ah, yes, we want one of these random you know, ones that is kind of set outside of time. Yeah. We can throw back here. Yeah. Otherwise, I think we're free and clear. All right. Well, with that, then we'll go ahead and call. We'll call it here for the evening. Uh, mm. Thanks for joining me, Alan, and thanks for, thanks for everyone else. Me, Jacob. 
Always, always a pleasure. Thanks to everybody for listening. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to continue next episode with Arc 6 in its entirety. So stick around for that. It's going to be a fun one. I did some little uh, chapter skimmings as well just to acquaint myself and I'm remembering bits and pieces. So I'm going to be excited to get back in and kind of dive back into where Taylor goes from here and where we go from here in terms of in terms of fleshing out this series, <laughs> this, this theoretical mm-hmm. show that's going to span, I don't know, 10 seasons. We'll find out. Anyway, as always... 10 seasons in a movie. Oh, there we go. 10 seasons in a movie. Stick around. Reach out to us. Let us know what we missed. Did we forget anything? Do you agree? Do we need to cut Bakuda? Do we need to keep her? What, what do we need to do? What are, we, what are we forgetting here? Let us know. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Read along with us at parahumans.wordpress.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. What did you love? What did you hate? Anything you think we missed, etc. as long as it's kind. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter, Threads, Instagram, TikTok, and Reddit at Brockton Bay BC or click the link in the description.